Over at Hyundai, they questioned everything to create the best Tucson ever. But did they think about if I watch something on my phone, am I still watching TV? Every inch of the new Tucson has been completely reimagined, resulting in an SUV loaded with available innovations both inside and out, from design to technology to safety. Every aspect of the new Tucson has been improved on. The SUV has been completely redesigned inside and out to create the best Tucson ever. They've got technology that turns my phone that I'm watching TV on into a digital key that lets me use it as a spare key. They've got a 10 and a quarter inch full touch infotainment screen and they've got LED daytime running lights that are stylishly hidden within the front grille, making them invisible when not in use. Not only does the Tucson look and feel cool on the inside, they haven't forgotten about safety and plenty of cargo space for us and the entire family. So find out all of the answers to your questions about the Hyundai Tucson. Learn more at Hyundai.com. Some of my uh, touchdowns were premeditated. They were planned, mm-hmm. and some were just, you know, just they were spontaneous. Moment. Other than that, like I said, I wouldn't but say that I'm a godfather. sexually orientated. Yeah, but I mean, I'm a... <laughs> the I'm popcorn? A... <laughs> do you think it had something to do with your blackness and your gyration of your pelvis? I guarantee you, I'm sure it did. What's up, everybody? This is Sebastian Joseph Day. And this is Mike Tyson, and we're on Hot Boxing. And we have a very, very interesting guest today, the great Tyrell Owens. Hey, brother, how you doing? What's up? I like that. You said my name right. And nigga, you know I can't say nobody's <laughs> name right. God damn. I'm a Lisbonesium. You know, a Lisbonesium? Somebody's born speaking with a lisp? Mm. Yes, I'm Lisbonese. So what's up, man? How you doing, bro? Hey, hey, what's up? I'm good, man. I'm just chilling. I'm glad to be here. Uh, number one, thanks for having me on the show. Um, I mean, what are you doing, brother? Just trying to stay busy, man. Just, uh, you know, trying to, you know, I saw be you a father. Oh, that's a journey. You know I mean? Isn't that something? That's and, a test. You know, just uh, post-football, just trying to, you know, keep keep life going. I hear you, but what are you doing? What are you planning? What do you want to do? Like me, I sell weed. I do this stuff now after right. fighting and stuff. Well, I have a few irons in the fire. I mean, obviously, I'm, a lot of people have come to me uh, trying to get in the health and wellness space. Um, obviously, I've, I've kept myself in great shape. No doubt. That's yeah. why we have Legends Only League, and you might be want to be a part I've of heard this, it. Man. Yeah, absolutely. Um, my, my newest uh, and probably most passionate venture now is uh, I've got into the wine space. I'm very fortunate uh, by Mr. Tommy Lasorda, rest in peace. Um, to collaborate, partnership with uh, his wine. Um, and what is the name of your product? I see uh, you have we, it right it's, here. It's, we've created my own. Uh, it's called 81. 81. Um, so it's made of, it's a cab blend. Um, mm-hmm. So some of the characteristics uh, of a cab, uh, Cabernet, is big, bold, and dry. Don't consider the dry part as it so, relates so to the, me. Does it, does it uh, boom, get you the quick buzz? It's 14.5% uh, alcohol. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's really nice. It's smooth. Mm. Obviously, with the process, I mean, over the last two or three years, I've tried to develop a palate for it. Um, my wine uh, gave them great feedback as far as what I liked and disliked about it. Um, a lot of the dry, uh, wines are, are more dry, which is a tannin. 
Um, I wanted to stay away from that. Me being, you know, we talked about it earlier, being in the black community, you know, we didn't grow up drinking wine. You know, hardcore it was like, stuff, it baby. was hardcore yeah. liquor. And so, gin, yeah. wine, <laughs> right. exactly. hardcore poor stuff. Right. So 99 I wanna, cents. <laughs> right. So I want to be a part of really trying to educate the black community about, about wine. So this is relatively speaking, it's on the sweeter side uh, of Cabernet. So it's not, if I say sweet, don't think we're gonna, you're going to drink and it's going to take like, taste like grape juice. It's not, but based on the contents, based on the ingredients, um, this right here is made with a black, uh, a black, uh, ripe black cherry, uh, plum preserves, cinnamon stick aromas, uh, a dark oh, you're chocolate. You're so advanced in the, uh, the knowledge of this. Yeah, yeah. And, and a spicy toasted oak. And I know for a lot of people that are listening, if you have some women, audi the women audience out there with those characteristics that I just described, I was describing the wine. I wasn't talking about myself when you talk about dark chocolate, <laughs> spicy toasted hey, no, oak. I like I love you know, all that good continue, stuff. Continue, man. Yeah. Continue. I'm yeah, so I mean, so, so I, I, I'm very grateful. Um, like I said, this, uh, this opportunity uh, came about through my marketing management, um, through a mutual friend of the Lasorda family. Mm -hmm. And uh, like I said, God rest his soul, I wasn't able to meet. Uh, Mr. Tom Lissorter, he passed right the week before I was uh, supposed to come out to L.A. to oh, meet wow. him. And so uh, this is obviously... When's your birthday, man? December 7th. God damn, what, he's Sagittarius? Yep, I am. God damn. So being here in Los Angeles, you Fuck. think about... Just think about some of the legends here in Los Angeles. So obviously this was a great collaboration partnership, and I agreed to it because he's a Hall of Famer. I love his skills, too. Yeah, hey, uh, he's a, dude, he's right. a Hall of Famer. Like, he's one of the Los Angeles legends here. Uh, you think about Magic Johnson, you think about Kobe, uh, some of the greats that have uh, obviously graced. I mean, Magic, Magic Johnson, uh, James Worthy. Um, There's so many, so many greats here. And so obviously two-time world, world series champion, uh, manager, and, and Tom Lissorda. So I thought it was a no-brainer, obviously, to partner. Uh, he was already a Hall of Famer. I became a Hall of Famer mm -hmm. in uh, 2018. Mm -hmm. so, uh, so, yeah, so it's, it, the, the wine has been going well. Um, we're already slated to do, uh, a, this is a 2017 Cabernet, so we're slated to do uh, a 2018 and possibly uh, a white wine, or maybe a rosé for the summer. Okay. So, okay. so, so, so stay tuned. That really cool. So stay tuned. Tell me about you. I'm interested in you. Where you from? I'm, I'm from Alexander City, Alabama. Um, a lot of people didn't really know much about me coming out of a, a small school. Our high school was a big school. It was 6A. Um, but when you think about some of the great athletes that came out of my high school, I guarantee you, None of them would have thought that I would have made it, you know, to the NFL, uh, let alone the be in, be in the Hall of Fame. I have two sisters, uh, one brother in my immediate family. Yeah. On my dad's side, I have five stepsisters. I didn't know who my dad was until I was about uh, preteen, probably like around 11 or 12. The, the interesting thing about my dad is I found out uh, that he lived right across the street from me, and I didn't know who and he was. And your mother never explain that no not 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 until it was some years later um i just did the show uh probably like about six years ago i did iyana Vanzant on own network yeah. where we kind of you know brought my oh mom she's and, from brownville too see there you go you know so yes yeah, so i found out she's from brownville too yes yeah, so i 100 yeah so i went on her show um you know obviously there was a lot of you know emotional hard questions that needed to be asked and answered yeah, you gotta confront yourself and that's, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. The, nobody on the planet wants to do that no right 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 so uh yeah so i mean it was a good experience i wouldn't say that it brought my relationship any closer or made it even worse with my dad i still when i go in town i'll stop by holler at him 
Um, I'm a grown man now. I think I was 39 when I did the show. So uh, at the end of the day, I feel like, you know, what I'm trying to do as a father, um, the things that I, I lacked and didn't experience with my, with my father, um, I try to experience and, and do with my kids. Awesome. Given the opportunity. You know, I got maybe between my father when I was 24, and I, I didn't know I really loved him. He was awesome. All right. So other than that, man, like I said, I'm, I'm, I wouldn't say I'm a success story, but I think I am. Why wouldn't you say it's a yeah, success story? Um, I mean, like I said, this I mean, there's a number of greats out there that obviously there's different paths to everybody's uh, you but know, what, success what, what and journey. But what do you consider success? For me, I think, you know, NFL afforded me the opportunity to, yeah. to provide for my family things that we weren't able to, 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 to experience. Um, not only just from a financial standpoint, but that's a big part of it coming out of a, you know, low income family, uh, black community, just, you know, being able to do for my family. Um, there were some pitfalls that came along the way, obviously, uh, throughout, throughout, throughout that process, me coming out of uh, UT Chattanooga, which was a small, uh, division one double A school, um, obviously, uh, get being drafted to the, to the Niners. Um, once I had and I felt the opportunity and granted the opportunity to, to be able to not only provide for myself, but play with some of the greatest athletes in the world. So when I when I went there in 96, I had no idea that I was going to end up, you know, uh, some years later in the Hall of Fame. I played with wow. the great Jerry Rice. Yeah. Uh, my quarterback, you know, starting out was uh, Steve Young. I played with Merton Hanks, Lee Woodall. I mean, Harris Barton and your summer a lot of greats um, throughout that organization. Um, but, you know, for me, um, I talk about, you know, when I talk to kids or anybody ask me about my path and my journey to, to be who I am today, uh, I talk about three Ds. That's desire, dedication, and discipline. Everybody has a desire to be or do something in life, but you have to dedicate yourself, and there's a level of discipline, obviously, uh, to, 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 to reach that level of success. Really? You don't, you don't believe that everybody's ordained to do what they're doing? It's not because he's more disciplined than someone else. I'm sure you met people more athletic, more disciplined oh, than you, and they didn't make it. Yeah, that's for sure. I mean, I, I, I yeah. know. That, yeah, from the south. Yeah, that's I definitely the, know that's that. How I was staying check because the guy's better than us, and we know it. The other guys don't know, but deep in our heart, we know it. Right. right. Yeah. I mean, I, I definitely, like I said, growing up in the south, I uh, was going and went to church every Sunday throughout the course of the week. There was always something my grandmother had us in church for. So I definitely know that I'm definitely blessed. Um, but I had to make the most of uh, the skill set that I had. And so I developed a passion mm -hmm. to play football. I always wanted to play basketball. Even when I went to UT Chattanooga on a scholarship, I ended up walking on the basketball team and, and played three years of basketball. Wow. I never thought I was going to play beyond the collegiate level. That's well, how. After that illustrious career, what do you think about doing now? How old are you at this moment? I'm 47. Still a young kid. 47. Just trying to maximize and, yeah. and uh, like I said, you know, the opportunities um, in which the, the NFL has afforded me to. Um, Blaze is just trying to make uh, make the most of opportunities. I can see you, you know, when you're talking, you have a great diction. You never thought about going into business and the enterprise? Perhaps. I mean, like I said, I do a lot of speaking engagements. And before, obviously, pre-pandemic, obviously, there's speaking engagements where uh, I've talked to, you know, trading stock companies, uh, different uh, companies that have hired me to come in and speak on how an athlete's mindset is applicable really kind of to what they're doing, whatever job, occupation, or company that I'm speaking with. So um, I just try to just utilize uh, the resources that I have, um, obviously, to, to, to better myself uh, post-football. Who needs a change of scenery right now? Anyone in the world. So it's good that Apartment.com has the most listings anywhere. We're not just talking apartments, but houses, townhouses, condos, and all matters of docile 
from the oh so cozy to did you just hear an echo in here? And with 3D Virtual Tour, you can reach for your special somewhere from anywhere to stretch these fingers across the keyboard and change your scenery on apartment.com. The most popular place to find a place. Weren't you on uh, Blackish? I saw that. You were acting a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've done a little yeah, acting. Exactly. You're an awesome looking guy. So if I want to. Well, thank hey, you, Mike. Thank you. That's You get a lot of pussy, don't you? Listen, man. Uh, listen, this I is, have five kids, so you would have now, to listen, think. <laughs> I saw this. Um, this must have been like six years ago. I saw it was this white girl. What was her name? God, this is a monk. She was a monk. She was in love with you. Who? Oh, come I don't know her name. God. What, you was, she, what was she? I, I think, is, I think. is she an actress? Or no, she was just one of these internet chicks that look like God Amazon? was showing off. Amazon? Yeah. Oh <laughs> no, God, God was showing off when he made her. <laughs> so I, I said, well, nah, you no, know, that was your girlfriend. She told me she had pictures with you. You know Ooh. what the fuck I'm talking no. about. Oh, no, no, no. I need evidence. I need evidence, Mike. Oh, God. You can't just throw it out there. You can't just... You can't just throw it out there. I need, I need some oh, hardcore I like this facts. Guy so much. He should have been a lawyer. Huh? Yeah, I, need, I, need, I, need, I need some hardcore facts. Oh, what was this? Oh, forget it. God damn. Mm. There must not have been too much. She's no, it was not. really a lot. You, that was your girlfriend, man. She was? You were, she got pictures hugging you and stuff. Oh, that means you probably got a lot of chicks that were hugging no, you. That doesn't mean they're my girlfriend. No, this is what I was jealous about. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I take a lot of pictures, and I'm sure you've I met a lot of people. I hear that. You, you take a lot of pictures. No, you meet I a lot don't. Of people I don't take them looking like that. Like what? I don't it, know. It I don't know who. Beautiful. Listen, I don't know who you're. Head. I don't know Mike, who you're referring to. He wants to see the car facts. Exactly. He wants to see, exactly. Wants to see the evidence. Yeah, exactly. You can't just throw it out there. That could be anybody. Exactly. Put up. Put on beautiful internet white. Beautiful <laughs> Amazon. That, that could be anybody. Uh, that Tyrell booty. Owens. Man, what? <laughs> Listen, man, I forgot. Oh man, if it wasn't so long, I would remember. Her okay. Name. Yeah. Oh man. But at the same time, like I said, man, I'm just uh, yeah, just living life, man. Just trying yeah. to, you know, create some tell. revenue streams for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, coming out with a clothing line here pretty soon. It's called oh, Prototype 81. Um, it's athleisure uh, for mm-hmm. men and women, and I'm gonna have a small collection for kids called Prototype 81 Kids. Um, so yeah, so that'll be launching here pretty soon. So. It'll consist of like hoodies, joggers, crop tops. Why can't we have an organization where you could build an organization with guys that are still your age and still beautiful and can still do this stuff and they can have Ray Lewis chase them? Hey, Imagine I, that. Ray Lewis could still. Ray Lewis is faster we, now than he is when he was done playing. We were talking, but we didn't get to it. But I, I know for a fact that I could probably play. I should have played four or five more years yeah. before I obviously I didn't I didn't officially but retire. But if, if you could, you know, you pass these tests and you call um, Legends Only League, you're going to put your team together and you will be playing yeah. and the world will be watching. Yeah. How, How long is that going to take? I'm 47. I ain't got five more years for that. It's going to take right now. It's going to take whenever you could establish your team. Yeah. How long is that going to take? I don't know. It depends on the infrastructure of uh, Legends, oh, Legends Only. Well, we can do anything. Yeah. Okay, well, I'm all about it now. Oh, I yeah. like that. So you're on the list. That's okay. I'm, we all, I'm all about it. It's going to be fire. Because listen, um, fire. Ray Lewis is riding bikes 200, 300 miles a day and stuff. Yeah, I'm not really that. I, I can't. I, no, I'm we're not, not going to do that. We're, we're <laughs> yeah. keeping in shape to play football. Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. I, I don't like running. I like running when it's necessary. So. If it's a sport that requires running, then that's what I like to do. Oh. But I'm not like one of those. I'm not going to go run marathon. a couple of miles. See, that's I'm not the terrorist in you because you're so beautiful. It's only particular things I'm going to do. Hey, that's just what I got to do. Hey, but I, hey, I'm, I'm, 
It's okay. To I'm be grimy to a, okay. to a, to a, to a, to an extent yeah. because, like I said, with my personality, my persona, everybody when I play, people think even now they think I'm arrogant, they think I'm cocky, they think I'm brash. But that was, I needed that when I played. Mm-hmm. But you off the to. court, I mean, off the field, I'm pretty chill, reserved, but laid but that's back. What, that's our that's ego when we do it. I, yeah, I get it. Yeah. But yeah, I think. I, but now I think now over the years during the pandemic, because I've met with pretty much with every agency here in Los Angeles, mm-hmm. acting, different types of deals, modeling deals, anything, mm-hmm. commercials. And I've never really gotten any feedback from a lot of these meetings. And I'm like, as you notice yourself, you observe, like, man, you're a handsome guy. I speak well. And I never really got any callbacks to, like, get any, like, major deals. So I'm like, why is that? Yeah. And so during the pandemic, I had a chance to just really just sit down and just assess like Yourself. what is tr- what has transpired over the last four or five years, mm. and the fact that I told you like my persona, I didn't take that to persona mm-hmm. into the meetings. Mm-hmm. So when I came in, I'm like pretty chill, reserved. Like I wasn't playing a sport. Like I didn't, a- I wasn't activated. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I wasn't, I didn't bring that passion into the meeting. So it was like I guess they felt like they were getting a different different person. Mm. Terrell came into the meeting when I'm competing. You're going to get T.O. You get what I'm saying? So it's like Spider-Man or, or Superman. You got Clark Kent and, and you got Peter, pa- Peter Parker. Right, exactly. So, that. again, that's what I realized. you got to be running with the ball when you're in that little room. Trust me. Running that ball, baby. Trust me. Directly speaking. How exactly. So you just got to, for got. me, you know, yeah. But you got to be running that ball, the same, the same energy is burning, right, right. baby. Yeah, but I, like I said, my boy Chad Ochocinco, oh. Chad Johnson, he's on a 10 24-7. <laughs> 24-7. Like me, I need to get to a 10. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I start out at like a 2, and then I work my way up because to a 10. he wants it real bad. I yeah. he wants the light. That's just his personality. Great person. Mm-hmm. Great person. But that's his personality as well. No, listen, you don't even know that you're um, a, a junkie. You don't know how, how addicted you are to that narcotic right there. See that? See that camera? That's oh, not, yeah. That's a narcotic. I turn on. When the cameras come on, like I know. Well, my coach told me this out of, out of college, and he realized when I stepped on the field, and the lights came on. Whole different person. That's yeah, when I, I flourished. Yeah. That's when you I blossomed. That, you might as well get off the couch. That's what, every, that's what, that's what you need to succeed. Yeah. Self-belief. Yeah. The power of belief. Oh, but that's, I mean, for what I did against some of the greatest in the game, especially, like I said, I, you know, considering coming out of a small town in mm-hmm. Alexander City, Alabama, going to UT Chattanooga, which is a small school. Yeah. People didn't think that I was going to be that guy. Did you believe that? Did you believe oh, that? Oh, in myself, yeah. I mean, as a kid, even yeah. when I was in high school, I didn't mm-hmm. even start. Wow. But on, I stood on the sideline and I believed I, yeah. I could play. You I should have been you playing. But as a coach, based on what they assessed and my skills and my talent at that time, they didn't feel like I should be playing. So that was fine. Mm-hmm. That's the coach's job. But in my heart of hearts, I felt like I could have been or I should have been playing. But that didn't happen. So. After, like, my sophomore year going into, obviously, going from JV to the Yeah, easy to, to get jealous of, though. It's so easy to be jealous of you. Really? Hell fucking yeah. You're beautiful and shit talking <laughs> shit all the time. Yeah, they're really easy to hate but I, you. But I did that because <laughs> that was my confidence. Like, that was, yeah. sometimes that was a defense mechanism. Because when I was younger, I was skinny, strong. And when I came out of high school, I was probably, like, maybe 6'1", 6'2". Okay. Maybe 175, 80 pounds. So I was skinny, scrawny. My teeth were crooked. Late, late bloomer? Late bloomer. Okay. Girls didn't like me, no nothing. Mm-hmm. Got picked on. They call it picked on. I didn't know the term bully back mm-hmm. in the day. Yeah, like, yeah, you getting picked on yeah, all the time, yeah, this yeah. and that. That motivated me. That drove sure. me. For sure. Um, so I knew, like I said, 
going into my senior year, and my junior and senior year, mm-hmm. transitioning from J- JV to the varsity. Yeah, man, how does it feel you have to be in school? Because I ain't going to school. How does it feel, motherfucker, the bell ring, then the court, and then you change class? If you just listen, I'm going to tell you. 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 But no, it, was, uh, it wasn't an easy transition. But I, I, I'm one of the, my, some of my coaches, they'll tell you I'm, 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 really, I'm attentive. Um, I'm very observant. And my coach, when we sat there, when I sat in the locker room after the, after the season, we were actually in the weight room, yeah. and he basically was basically sending the seniors off, welcoming the juniors to seniors, and that transition. He basically was saying to the younger guys for the future, the last you know the two years that you got left. He goes, "Yo, if you want to be like the seniors, or if you want to be like you know some of these great to have opportunities to go to college," mm-hmm. he said, "This is where it starts at." And we were sitting in that weight room, mm. and that's what got me yeah. motivated because I was skinny, scrawny, and I used that weight room twofold, even when I went to college, because it not only helped me from a from a physical standpoint, it helped me from a mental standpoint too, because it helped me. Don't bother you, does it, brother? No, 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 I'm good. I'm getting high right now. Just keep it going. <laughs> uh, so, so yeah, it helped me twofold. Like it helped me from I a mental you are standpoint. High. You know what high means? Your highest thought of thinking. Yeah. Mm. Well, I'm, the more we talk, I guess yes. I'm going to reach that. I'm going to reach that level. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I uh, that was one of those things that uh, that I that I did was that I just I took to what the coaches told me. Yeah. Um, so I knew that if I bettered myself, you know, in the weight room, like I said, I was getting picked on. Mm-hmm. So once I started lifting weights, I started getting bigger. Yeah. That gave me confidence. Facts. Not only just from uh, just walking around the school halls and just you know outside in, you know in the streets. But it helped me from an athletic standpoint as well. So when I went to college, I did the same thing. My freshman year, I uh, went home for the summer. They sent me home with the workout books. Not only did I do that, I even went to my high school while they were doing two-a-days. So I did their workout and my workout. Mm, so when I – Different. Yeah. So, different. But when I, when I went back for my sophomore year, everybody noticed my body changed. Mm. I didn't even know it because I was just in it. Mm-hmm. I was exercising. I was running like to my school. It's probably like maybe a couple of a couple of miles. I ran to the school, or I ran back from the school just for my conditioning. My sophomore year, everybody was like, "Man, what did you go home and do? Did you go home and do steroids?" I didn't even know what steroids were, but I was just on on that that journey of just trying to get bigger, faster, and stronger. And I continued it when I went throughout the course of my career. So when I got to be in the league. Some of my the defensive backs, they I mean I had you know stories they would tell me. They was like when they saw me, they thought I played linebacker. Because that's how big I was. So I basically, like I said, I was sort of like that prototype, the prototypical type of receiver that you see today in the DK Metcalf, yeah. the Brandon Marshall, the tell big. Tell me your like, moment in football. What was your grandest moment in your mind? The grandest moment? Yeah, that oh. you were so proud of. Hmm. Man, this man. Ugh. Besides just making it into the league, I don't no, what move? Who you ran over? Who, mm. you, who, who tripped over you? Who you heard? Of, I who think, uh, for a fan perspective, I think one of the biggest moments that I had was probably my my third year in the league. Is obviously that was kind of like the stepping stone. It's kind of when I stepped out of the shadows mm. of of Jerry Rice mm. and I started to make a name for myself. And this this particular play, it honestly could have made or it could have broke me, mm-hmm. but clearly it made me. Which one um, told you to explain we it? We played. Uh, the Green Bay Packers, wild, yeah, NFC wild card game. Um, I caught caught the game winning catch with probably like about eight seconds left on the game uh, in in the game. Uh, the entire game um, had 
a couple, probably like four or five drops. I dropped a touchdown, a fumble, and it's it's, it's typical. It's cliche. It's not how you start. It's how you finish. Mm-hmm. And so I kept, you know, I kept at it. You know what I mean? I kept focused. And my teammates, uh, they they supported me, and I ended up making the biggest catch, uh, pretty much of my career at that time. And so that was uh, kind of like a stepping stone for years to come. And so. I really didn't think that I flourished as a receiver until I left San Francisco and I got with a quarterback that really kind of uh, really complimented my skill set. I felt like uh, from a coaching standpoint, from a coaching standpoint, I felt like I was held back due to the difference in caliber of quarterbacks that I played with. Steve Young played one way. Jeff Garcia played another way. Um, no knock at Jeff, but he played a little bit more out of the pocket. He wasn't your prototypical stand-in-the-pocket passer type of guy. He's not going to throw a hose of ball 60, 70 yards down the field. Mm-hmm. So I had to adjust my game to his game. Okay. And so when I got to the Philadelphia Eagles and obviously played with Andy Reid, who's you know, by far the best coach that I ever played with, he basically used me as a, 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 a Christmas toy that you, you know what you're going to get. It has all the, the, the gadgets, bells and whistles. That's what he got in me, and he used me to the nth degree. Um, nobody really knew that I had the speed that I had until I got to Philly. They saw, they saw a little bit of what I, what I could do, taking short passes, the long distance, intermediate passes, this and that and the other, yeah. but they never saw me bums yeah. until, I got to, until I got to Philadelphia. I would never offered you a show like this. Um, I have my I have my own podcast. Really? We're we're doing it. Yeah, we're right now in negotiations of uh, different networks. Uh, pretty to pick knowledgeable it up. and exponent of football. You For should sure. have a show like that. Yeah, yeah. It's I mean, we knowledge perspective. Yeah. My uh, my podcast is called Get Your Popcorn Ready with T.O. and Hatch. Ah, fire! I like that. I like that. Uh, Hatch is a, a good friend of mine. Played in the league a number of years. Uh, again, very charismatic, knowledgeable guy. So we talk about a number of topics, not just heavily. Uh, heavy football, but you know we talk about trending topics. We bring on different guests like what, of all give kinds. Me, give me like, what's the trending topic you would bring up? Um, trending topics. I guess it would be anything social, like the social injustice, uh, uh, social yeah, so inequality. So thing, you, yeah, okay. things of that nature. I think like now, like we were talking about earlier, where football guys should leverage, you know, uh, really the power that they have to get what they want. Um, I know I referenced what the NBA is doing uh, with guys like. KD, LeBron, um, CP, CP3, um, basically unifying and getting what they want um, because they understand the power of really their blackness, their athleticism, um, and who they are and what they deserve. Just as uh, me and Sebastian was talking about uh, outside, I mean, football, football players, they have, they have so much power that they realize that they don't have. And uh, we were discussing that if they were – NFL is made of 70 plus percent black and brown players. Yeah. They don't have we don't they don't have we don't have guaranteed contracts. They just added a 17th game to the season this year that's only going to benefit the owners. And so once guys that are in position of power, guys like Sebastian here, these player reps to understand the bigger picture, then it's always the question of the younger guys are not going to buy in. But that's this guy's job, there's guys like Drew Brees. He's not a black player, but he understands. Your, your, um, Aaron, Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, those guys understand. Everybody is not getting $100 million contracts. Mm-hmm. These younger guys, these first tier, uh, first two or three year, your guys, NFL makes more money than baseball and basketball combined. So why they should have guaranteed contracts. Why wouldn't everybody in the league? 
put up a percentage and create a, um, a league of lawyers to prevent your guys from dealing with the problem. Because that's all you need, the league of lawyers that your guys can um, pretty much invent. Well, they have the NFLPA who's supposed hey. to be, you know. No, no, no. You have to get your all objective. Be advocates for lawyers. the players. No, but These guys are with the owners. These guys are friendly with the owners. That's, that's <laughs> the contract of interest. Sebastian. Listen, listen. Sebastian, y'all put me on the spot right now. You're making me sweat. No, but you're not lying. No, you're not lying. Did, I, did, did I, I, you were just talking about that. You were just saying that. Yeah, facts. T.O. was just saying that. Listen, it's a conflict of interest. You know, you can't, Did I not say that? Yeah, that's a law being broken. It is right, but that's they have all, to. That's why everybody. In the, how many, how many football players are there in the whole entire league? Three. I, I don't know. I don't know how. I don't know what the number is. But it's seventy plus percent. Yeah, black it's, and brown. Yeah, minority. Period. So if you yeah. think that you you put the owners in a bind, like I told you, get on the text message, group text, man. Text the players that have leverage. Some of these star players, yeah. there's black star players on every team. Yeah. Imagine a dream team of lawyers if all of y'all put a percentage of money in, and you'll create your own Man, I'm um, telling office. You. I'm telling you, it can for happen. For the embedment and, and for the protections of football players. And that's the thing. Look at all the money that's being given out in baseball and basketball. Football players, they're seeing this. Oh, my gosh. Man, they're getting all this money. They can get the same type of money. They Anybody, got the power to get. In order it. to get money, you got to put up money. All you got to put your percentage. Get your that's, legal lawyer. Get a dream that's, team that's, of lawyers and that, go yeah. right at your that's, football yeah, league. That's nothing. But then at the same time, these younger guys have to be educated and knowledgeable about. You're gonna have to sacrifice. He's like, oh well, these young guys are not gonna do it because they're gonna feel like they're gonna be losing. Bro, to gain anything, you're gonna have to sacrifice well, something. That's what I'm, you got to give up some money. Mm-hmm. You're gonna, you know? Regardless, like I said, it's gonna be something. Mm-hmm. You're gonna have to sacrifice. Put your something. money with your belief that mm-hmm. right. You know, yeah. anybody gets bumped at gums. Yeah. And I, I feel doing bad, it. bro, because like I said, it's just like the NFLP is that they're, they're saying they're advocates, but as you said, and as I've said, they just got to make it happen. Tell yes. me, that's why I'm telling you. Listen, why do you think the, why you think the how many NBA union is so strong and the players are so strong? You how many cars? Oh, no, no. Me, I only, I only got one. One car. I, see, I'm from where I come from. My parents are Haitian, so okay, yeah. they Haitian Americans. They, so they taught me at you uh-huh. know, even though I got to the league, not to spend that money. So I'm very, you know, I buy some you nice say clothes. Frugal, I'm cheap, very frugal, however you, you, you want to call it. it. I'm you know know very frugal with it. You know That's how I was. I wasn't cheap or anything. Yeah. I was just frugal. frugal you you have me. You like nice things. I, I like bought nice, nice things. Yeah. I wasn't like a designer type of guy, but Listen, I like to dress nice. Homeless person might give him ten thousand. I've done. I've done something similar. Unadulterated pig with money. <laughs> uh, you different, dog. You different. But hey, you know. What I, mean? I understand the gesture. Yeah, I understand the gesture. It's all about the deed. It's yeah, all that matters. Yeah, it's all that matters. Yeah. Give him back. I have four though. Yeah, four. F4 white tiger. For the name. And a lion so it's it's, it's like me. I know there's a nice guy inside of, inside of you. you Everyone has I mean? a nice guy. Yeah, you know? yeah. Exactly. Everyone does. Me too. So you know? I'm actually curious now because I want to talk about this. So, you know, in today's age of social media, right. social media, all that joint, all that stuff, TikTok, all that dumb stuff, Twitter. If y'all are in y'all primes, in y'all primes of football and boxing, I'm just curious to know what would y'all brand look like, and do you think it'd be beneficial to you? Because I felt like you, you. Oh, were, absolutely. Yeah, you were so good with the media, like, bro. Trust me, I wish we had the platforms then that we have now, because, like I said, we're all human. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So 
we do get a little ticked off if somebody's saying some negative facts. things about us, blah, 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 blah. Facts, We're facts, human. Facts, facts, facts. But I would have been able to dispute or dispel some of the things that people were saying about me, mm-hmm. utilizing these platforms. Like I said, now I have my own podcast. So now I can be, I'm, I can able, I can, I'm able to confront a guy mm-hmm. like a Sean Salisbury or a Skip Bayless or any of these, you know, former football players that are jumping on, jump, jumping on uh, panels and then trying to discuss or critique you know, commentate on who I am as a person based on hearsay or just conforming to just journalism. The narrative, in, the yeah, narrative, yeah. yeah, in itself. And so I've been, the, the narrative have been pushed out there to a degree that really people think that I'm like that even today. And then once they sit and talk to me 15, 20 minutes, or like I said, those meetings that I've gone into, they're like, dude, you're nothing like I thought you were. Because the media was so powerful then. Mm-hmm. It's powerful now. Why would you care if anybody thought you were a certain way? I, like I said, we're human. At the end of the day, nobody wants to be talked down upon or thought of uh, as being uh, uh, arrogant or cocky. I really don't think most people care. I, you know, I, don't, I, I don't know most people in the world, but most people that I would know, fuck, people are going to think what they're going to think. You know? Oh, yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, like I said, if I really allowed that to manifest, like I said, I heard it, but I didn't allow it to manifest because otherwise that would have affected my performance. Yeah. So I was raised by a strong uh, black lady and my grandmother, Alice Black, and my mom, Marilyn Hurd. So they taught me to be strong. They taught me about what we've been going through within this last year, mm-hmm. about you know uh, discrimination, mm-hmm. things of that nature, the racial divide. Mm-hmm. I already knew about that. I was raised by a grandmother that went, that was that was raised in that segregation so era. So you think most people are unqualified or unknowledgeable about what's going on with the race issue? Oh, absolutely. Why? Explain that. Because they did, if they're not if they're not growing up or raised that in, in their environment, how else? If, and they're not trying to educate themselves. I think every black person on this country has been raised in that environment. Yeah, I'm talking about people not like white people. Yeah. Well, um, before we came to this country, white people were doing a good job in killing white people, too. True. I don't know much about that. Um, so, I mean, I can't say if it's true or not. Oh, but, I, I mean, can tell you it's true. There were white people doing what slaves were doing before they went to Africa and encountered right. with slaves. Right. You know, this has been happening since, as soon as God turned the light right. on. Right. Slavery. Yeah. Or... Yeah what it supposedly means. Right, but I think if you look at what we're fighting for now is, is things that have been happening all along. You know, we're having to work extra hard. But um, everything's happened before. There's nothing new under the sun. Everything's happened before. You know, this is a beautiful world. At its worst, during slavery, life is beautiful. So how can this really be bad? I understand we're fighting for love and for equality, but we're not in, this is not the dire straight situation. Right, but it's all about equality. I, I extremely, equality is in your heart. No one can tell you that they're better than you. No, but if you're applying for a job and you have somebody hiring, then they can differentiate, you know, based on the hiring well, we process. we were in that situation before and we made our own jobs. Well, again, that's why you have, you know, the, the, the initiatives. How can a man like you, black businesses and how can a man like you not establish a, God, a, a job? You're too, you, you, you're over the hook, over the top in everything. People right, should I mean, be dying are, to give you a job. Right. But those, like I said, you know, having the name, uh, having the look that I, that I, that I have, um, 
becoming knowledgeable and having the right team of people, then yeah, you put yourself in, in a position to establish that. Yeah, I think he's saying that in, in, in the black culture that a lot of times we're like five steps behind. We don't have that upper hand. We don't have that handout. Right. But we always having to, to go the extra mile, you know, go the extra mile. But I also understand what you're saying as well, Mike, about don't you think that that fight is glorious? Exactly. Because it's beautiful. It's like, it's like don't you there's think beauty in the struggle. Exactly. Yeah. I, and I get what you're saying, trying to say as well, but T.O.'s also. Do you want anything easy? I don't want No, I don't. Easy. I mean, no, yeah. it's nothing. You don't want anything easy, but you want to be on an even playing field at the same time. Mm-hmm. If you're. Quali- just as qualified or overqualified than somebody, then you feel like you deserve that. But then because of the color of your skin or just, just bias or prejudice, then you're not afforded that opportunity. And that's not equality. Well, when people see me, I make sure they look and see a guy that's overqualified. Mm-hmm. I mean, you so can look overqualified all No, day. no, no. I am overqualified. There's okay, nothing you can, well, Whether you that, believe that or not. No, it's a fact because it's, it's look at my history. Okay, but if you're not doing the hiring and you're not in control of that, being having all the confidence in the world that you're overqualified is not going to get you that job. I, I, I don't believe that. I don't, you, you've been a um, your college man, no? Yeah, I went to college. I probably went to the fifth grade. I, this is, what, a $300 million business? I don't know. How does that work? I don't know. You know, Tell me, how does that work? No, no, I'm a junkie. No, I'm a junkie. You know, it's all about the desire to want win. I, I can learn from up, somebody like you. To want to be up more than anybody wants you to be down. Right. But if there are people that, like I said, in your situation are using you as an example or aspire to be no doubt. where I, you no are. No one's ever been as low as me. So, again, your hope. Your, no one's ever been as high as you either. The, you know, the fall is worth the, worth the climb. The fall is worth the fucking climb. But, again, you're a perfect example you know, for, for anybody, you know, on that path to, 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 to look, look up to. Well, you're like, I don't you're, know, you're, you're, you're I don't know if I'm blueprint. that person. No, I don't know if that person. Right, but you're a walking blueprint. Like I said, if you've been at your lowest and you've been at your highest, then there are plenty of people that can learn from you. No, because it's all by the grace of God. They can't oh, but that's first and it's foremost. All by the grace of God, yeah, That's first and foremost. That goes without saying. But that, like I said, a lot of people don't look at it that way. I do. Like I said, I wouldn't be able to do what I've been able to do if it wasn't for God. I, I truly believe that. Mm-hmm. He blessed me with a talent, and then I took advantage of the skill set and talent and the opportunities that he gave me. Otherwise, I would have just been average, just like when I was standing on that sideline, you know, from, from, from uh, 88 to 92, mm-hmm. you know, in high school on those sidelines. I just would have stayed average. But I understood, you know, what was in front of me. There was opportunity that was given, and I took full advantage of them. And so we all should. You know, sometimes I like to take a, try to take advantage of things, but then there's always something in the fucking, um, in the roadblock. Oh, there's always going to be hiccups, there's going to be obstacles, you know. Um, yeah, I mean, even with, like I said, you know, I've lost a lot of money. What I try to do now, like I said, people Google this, Google that. Um, my experience and, and what I've gone through, I try to educate other people that are going to be in the same boat. I respect exp- that. And re- you know, like people always say they rob money. If people stole some money, I spent a lot of money. Right. I had some fun. Yeah. So I don't really say people you always get, yeah. to me. So right, exactly. I really, 
<laughs> some fun is you, yeah, the there's a, there's some accountability yeah. that has to that, that goes with it as well. I don't so blame them no more since I came to reality. But that's right. why I'm, I'm curious. <laughs> that's why I'm curious to know if if Mike Tyson was in his prime, right? Right. And he had IG, Instagram, dude. It would be Twitter. stupid. How would it be for you, Mike? If you had Insta, like think about. It. Obviously, you have Instagram now, but you and your prime champ, champ of the world. He'd probably uh, one of the top um, inter- in, uh, yeah. Instagrammers. Yeah, you probably with the most followers. a lot. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, so you would just you, you, but you would have to get. You wouldn't even need to get paid. I was, I was gonna You're say only, get paid off. I was, of I was gonna say I was gonna say go on OnlyFans, but you're just giving it for free. Oh, <laughs> you're just doing it for free. <laughs> you're just doing it for free. Hey, hey listen, God, God, um, listen. I was born for free. Two people were horny, and I'm born. Look what I got <laughs> for nothing. Just to be born, all this right. good stuff. Life is a blessing. Even at its worst, it's a blessing. Amen. Absolutely. And, and, and that's what I'm trying to do now. Just, like I said, take each day, each year, each month um, as it comes and take it as a blessing. I mean, we've all experienced a lot, you know, throughout this last year with the pandemic. Yeah. Then you add in the, the, the social injustice yeah. and uh, crazy, uh, inequality into the mix. Now we have right now. Aren't you afraid for your kids and stuff? Yeah, I mean, look at what's going on. The George Floyd. And most of the kids, my kids, they they, they white girls and stuff. So I'm saying, wow, imagine some psychos see that. Yeah. You know, I have a beautiful son. And he, you know, because they got the beautiful girlfriend. I said, wow, that's interesting. Imagine some psychos saw that. Especially like to me, it's a beautiful picture to them at the end of their race. Yeah, and it's interesting <laughs> to me, especially when you, especially the demographic. I feel like you know, out in Cali, like it's probably more acceptable. But like if you down south and you doing that, like oh like, yeah, that's you know what I mean. Like it's different. Like, it's it's not as acceptable. Yeah, um, and obviously California. It's just, it's just that some places you could do more than others states. about it. Facts. Yeah. yeah, you know, it's just I don't know. It's an interesting thing. I think we all, everybody in the planet, should keep making love until we start looking like everybody. We look all the same, right? But everybody don't see us the same. Yeah. That's the thing. They don't all see us. Yeah. On the surface, you may think that, but obviously, like I said, with this George Floyd, this George Floyd thing has basically brought a lot of races to the forefront. Everything, the election, everything. So what do you believe is going to happen to the young man that killed Mr. Ford, Floyd? Oh, he's going to go down. Do you really believe that? I think I, I do. Mm-hmm. I think there's so much compelling evidence. And they're trying to distract by bringing in, obviously, the the, the, the bystanders, yeah. everybody. Else. They're trying to put them on trial. Yeah, character. Yes. Like, so, I mean, like, at the end of the day, come on, man. he's the one on trial. Like, he's going to go down for – he should anyway. He should. But anything can happen. I don't know. I think um, I think if all the bugs in the planet died, I think the world would die. Right, I think if all the bees in the world die, I think you know the world would die. But I think if all the people die, the world would flourish. Cause that's what we are—we're fucking fungus to the planet. Can't believe that. If you th- if you if you think about it though, like we're nothing but fungus. Intelligent if you really fungus. think about it, if you really think about it though, this like, is getting really deep. No, no, this is getting deep. This is getting deep right now. But if you really think about it, like. You know, God put us on earth to, you know, recreate, you know, follow, I'm religious, you know, well, you know yeah. follow the gospel and whatnot. And it's just so interesting to me because, like, bro, like, if you think about it, if you're into, like, if you're into, like, the earth and, like, you know, um, going green, all that stuff, mm-hmm. bro, like, we are legit destroying the earth. Listen, bro. no, no, can I tell you something? Like, can you we, believe 
how small the crust is to a hole like it's a heated volcano underneath this planet. And it's so that the crust from us to that lava is just so thin, this world should blow up every day. Poof! But it doesn't. It doesn't. We just stretching it though. We pushing it though. We we every day we <laughs> pushing it. We stepping on the gas. We are. <laughs> but our ego thinks we can. We can't destroy this shit, man. Our ego. That's what we're, we're, the fact that we could think that we could destroy this place with this nuclear stuff. You can't. You can't destroy this. It us. Yeah, us for sure. So I'm kind of curious. I kind of want to go back. Go to, really back. Yeah, you. I want. I want to go back to the whole Hall of Fame situation. So. You were supposed to be in the Hall of Fame. Right. For some reason, they said character issues that didn't put you in. Right? Two oh, years really? Held, yeah, they held, them, they held them out. Two years, am I correct? Two years they held you out? Yep. And but that's what I'm saying. That's what I was alluding to earlier is, again, the media, you know, basically pushed this narrative that I was a certain way. But again, like I said, there was nothing really I could do about that. Like I said, when I played, I played... I played with an aggression. I played. You know, I, I played I beyond. Think a where, guy like you would say something like, "If I'm not in the Hall of Fame, they shouldn't be a Hall of Fame." Well, I mean, I pretty much. <laughs> I made. I made a. I made my point. I made a stance. Without really just, I made my point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Without actually going there, I felt like they disrespected me. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt like, based on my statistics, in 2016 when I was first nominated. There's, there's no doubt I should have been in. But according to the criteria, I checked all those boxes. But if you look at the makeup of the sports writers that induct and will nominate and induct the, the Hall of Famers, the players into the Hall of Fame, I think now as they have it, it's like about 48 of those writers. Hmm. Three, maybe three or four of those are black people. Oh, wow. So it's like 90%. White people and, and writers, and none of them even played sports. None of me played sports. Isn't that crazy though? Like people that choose that stuff. Like, they don't even, care. They don't care. white, right? But they way. hold your fate like, in their hands at their pen, based on what they think about you, not adhering to the scope and the criteria of what is what it takes to get into the to, into the Hall of Fame. They basically just skirted right over that. And basically brought up character issues, things of that nature, yeah, off the field ish yeah. problems, which I had none. I had none. Never been arrested, none of that stuff. But that's what they used to prevent me getting in. Not only the first year, but the second year. Well, the second Boston, year, there's been all types of people, murderers, rapists, right? The second, the second sexes, year, um, absolutely, murderers. Everything. So they basically put my character in the same category as those guys and prevented me from getting in. Instead of obviously, like I said, assessing me by my body of work. That's because um, we're in such a, you know, I hate to say this because people get mad at me and they probably, we're living in such a, I hate even using this word, which is another word. We're living in such a fake society where people look in your eyes and they, yes, they know they're lying and you know they're lying, but they still have to present themselves as liars. Yeah, actors, all actors. We all, we're all actors, yeah. but just that. Some of them are toxic. Yeah. You know? So that's essentially why you didn't go to the... When you did get inducted, that's why, yeah, that's ab- why you did your yeah, thing absolutely. At, at, I mean, at your college. Absolutely. And, uh, again, I just felt like, again, knowing my path to get where I got and, uh, like I said, not ever thinking that I would play beyond the collegiate level, 
And like I said, those three D's, those, those three D's that I mentioned, mm -hmm. I had the desire. Mm -hmm. I dedicated myself once I realized the skill set and talent that I had, and I used that discipline. You know, mm -hmm. discipline is that bridge between your goals and your success. And so, obviously, to become successful at a sport that I honestly, like I said, I developed a passion for, and then you know have the opportunity to be honored at its highest, mm -hmm. and then I'm basically not being recognized fairly for that then that's where I felt like it was unfair. Yeah. And so, again, we talked about the world isn't fair, but you know who you are. Just what you were telling yourself earlier. You know you're, you're, know you, you know you're the best. Mm -hmm. I knew I was the best. In that class of people, I knew that I was the best. Yeah. I played with the best receiver of all time in Jerry yeah. Rice. He's considered the GOAT. You're considered the GOAT. I played, my statistics were set two, three, and four behind the greatest of all time. Mm -hmm. And I don't get in, not once, but twice. That's disrespectful. It got, I got past the point of being, you know, I guess, the slap on the wrist the first year because they want to incorporate character issues with the, in which there were none because there are plenty, plenty of Hall I of Famers. I think you're a sweet guy. Well, I think you're too clean. To I wouldn't exact. say sweet. I wouldn't use the <laughs> I mean, word sweet. I think you're too clean. You're talking about you dirty characters and stuff. <laughs> I don't know about that bad as white chick. That's all I know about you. The right. football but again, <laughs> that's again, all I know about this guy. Right, but again, that just shows you, like I said, when it's not in your hands, what can you do? Yeah. Just like that word I was telling you. You can't do anything about it because they hold the power. Yeah, they hold the power, but you talk to these people. Now, that's, that's power right there. Let's see, that's that narcotic. Oh, trust me. Oh. You got to talk to these people right there, see those cameras? Exactly. And that's why the platform that I use, that's why I did it at UT Chattanooga. That was a power move. I took the power into my own hands. For 15 years, they created a narrative that I was this person or that person. I had, and I used my leverage to do what I wanted to do, yeah. not what they said or basically adhere or anything that they, they had, whatever narrative they pushed to get, uh, uh, for me or against me. Yeah. It didn't matter at that point because now I'm in control. It's good. It's, it's, being in control is tough, though. It's not easy being in control. No, I did something that was different that yeah. hadn't been done in, what, 99 so we, yeah, or 100 we, years. We yeah. doubt ourselves a lot, you know. Yeah, I mean, nobody had – I mean, I had talked to Hall of Famers that basically were in the same position that I was in, knew that they should have been in the Hall of Fame. They were mad. They were angry. Mm -hmm. They said they weren't going to go to the Hall of Fame. As soon as they got that call, they succumbed to the call, and they went anyway. Yeah. But anybody knows me, I'm a strong individual. I know my worth. I know what I did. I know what I'm valued at. And I didn't feel valued. I didn't feel respected based on the criteria. And like I said, I checked all those boxes to be a first ballot or, like I said, even to get in the second, second go around. So I took it upon myself, like I said, to do it at UT Chattanooga. They granted me the opportunity to, to do that. Um, like I said, I wasn't trying to show up the Hall of Fame, but I wanted to make my point that you can't keep uh, continue to doing what you're doing based on the criteria for guys to get in. You should adhere to that. Don't like I said, they always try. They moved the goalpost for two years in order so to get me in. Who's your agent? Your agent's in here. I don't have. I don't have an. I don't have an agent. No. No, I don't have an agent. 
Oh, you should be doing fucking speeches, man. This shit sounds yeah. beautiful. You gotta be talking some shit. Oh, should just be an actor or something, man. <laughs> no, I yeah, want to. No, I want to do more. I want to do more. Um, definitely, like I said, civil rights shit all the way. I see it. Definitely want to do, uh, like I said, you know, do some acting. Yeah. Um, like I said, do some stuff in the fitness and health and wellness space. Yeah. Um, like I said, just want to maximize. Like I said, the time that I hear uh, that I have here on Earth, you know, just like this guy right here, he's in his fourth fourth year in the league, so he he got to maximize the time that he's going to be with the Rams, and if that's elsewhere, he got to maximize the time that he's able to run around. Do you remember work out together? (laughs) Me and Tio, no, (laughs) No. nah, he's on another level. Listen, you see, he's a wide receiver. What honestly impressed me with Tio is that what impressed me with Tio is that I'm a nose, so I'm a defensive tackle, and he's a wide receiver. He's as tall as me, so I'm like. Oh wow! I can't imagine. Yeah. And you know, I grew up watching him play. You so should just give him a few feet and run, and you throw <laughs> right at it. So I, yeah, I try run to this. I try to avoid those guys at all costs. If I'm running to this guy, I'm doing something wrong. <laughs> yeah, or I'm, he's a hell of a yeah, hell of a, a hell yeah. of a, like a screen. Looks like a screen or something. Right, like exactly. Or something like yeah, that. that's one thing that I I kind of hate it sometimes. But that's just one time. That, those some of those plays, you just yeah. gotta like. You just got to go with it. You know that you're going to get Bite hit. You, you know you're going to be in chaos. You know what I found out about football players? When I talk to Jerry Rice, every time I ever see him, I was the most humblest man in the world. I saw him on the screen. You know, I saw him on the stage with a bunch of other football players talking mad shit. <laughs> I mean, that's how it is. Football players get around football players. I said, this Mr. Rice talking like this? He said, yeah, you see me on the field before, you just couldn't catch me. (laughs) And that's the luxury that you have. talking to Lawrence Taylor. Right. That's the luxury that you have when you're a Hall of Famer. He is talking mad You're with, you're in the class of some of the greatest that have ever played the game. Like, for me to say that, like I said, the game is what a hundred years old now. Yeah, it's old. Dude, I I never really watched football when I grew up. I watched basketball. I watched NBA. So now to to be in the Hall of Fame, to be my bus, to be in Canton, and for people to have followed me, followed my career, yeah. know who I am. I'm one of the top, you know, three receivers that have ever played the game. Oh, this is perfect. This is perfect transition to what I'm going to ask next. So time. again, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's perfect. It's perfect. I so, love it. So it's it's. So they they uh they had the hundred. He very humbly talks shit. Go ahead, go ahead. Though. I love this right. stuff. I'm, so, I'm learning. <laughs> so again, I got offended to a degree. That they had the hundred, uh, the, the greatest hundred players to ever play the game. Mm-hmm. I'm second, two, three, receiver of all time, mm-hmm. and I don't even make that list. Mm-hmm. I don't even make that list. How? Yeah. But like I said, you can have that, you can have that attitude, or that that bravado, or just that brashness all you want. Like, oh, yeah, I'm one of the best. But if they don't nominate you, if they don't say that you're one of the hundred, then you're not. Mm. But in your mind, yeah, you can be that all you want to. So we all want to be recognized for, for what we do and what we've done. So at the end of the day, like I said, I know what I did and like what I was alluding to. To sit here now as a Hall of Fame, like I said, coming out of Alexander City, Alabama, I had no idea. Where I where I would have ended you know, up, I you know. I didn't grow up as rough as no, an well, environment as you did. Advice, I used to say, "Hey man, um, 
I ain't say none of this. I used to use it once or twice when these, these white people ran with you. Talk to those white people. They said I'm the greatest. I don't know. I, right, I don't exactly. Think. So you again, always said it. You yeah, always said it. I'm the greatest. Like I said, yeah, I'm like I said, Jerry right here. kept writing it. kept writing it. I was like, God damn, man. So for me, so <laughs> it. That man was like, no, motherfucker, he's playing. So at my position, so at my position, Jerry Rice as a receiver, he's the greatest of all time. And so I went on uh, Brandon Marshall's I Am Athlete podcast, and, and he's like, he asked me, do you, he said, do you think you're the GOAT? I said, yeah, I'm one of them. He said, there are no GOATs. I said, what you mean? I said, I feel like I've been put in that conversation as one of the greatest of all time. And if you don't think that I'm the greatest of all time, then look at me. I fit the description. Ooh, talking <laughs> shit. I fit talk the cash. description. God, that cash. You know I mean? So that cash. at the end of the day, like I said, for me to do and come from where I come from, like I said, I know what I deserve. I know who I am. I don't walk around cocky and arrogant. I know what that's like. There's a fine line between being cocky, arrogant, and being confident. When I was on that football field, maybe it maybe it rubbed off. Very close relatives. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, first cousin. Yeah, yeah, very close. I developed a passion for the game. I had to learn how to play the game. I had to learn how to play the position. And once I did that. I took it and I ran with it. You know, you talk about it. I mean, that's so cliche, but that's what I did. I realized that I was, like you said, when you talk about being ordained, I knew that God put me in this position for whatever reason. I just had to grasp it. I had to grab it. Because if not, if I didn't do it, if I didn't take advantage, I just would have been average. But I used, I used some great examples while playing the game. Guys that had gone before me. You think about some of the great receivers that had played at, at that position. Mm-hmm. You look at basketball. You look at MJ. You look at Kobe. Kobe and I, he went into the league in 96. I the same way with me. I, I developed a passion watching Kobe, watching his development. Mm-hmm. I didn't have the skill set as a Kobe. Even with Randy Moss, he's considered like it, it's me, Randy, or Jerry, the one, two, or three. Mm-hmm. I didn't have the ability that Randy had year one. I had to gradually get better. Mm. Just think if I would have had the skill set of a Randy Moss in year one, what my stats or statistics would have been. It would have been off the charts. So when you try to question my greatness, just put it in perspective. Mm-hmm. I did it my way. It wasn't ideal. If I could have been great in year one, mm-hmm. that would have been awesome. Well, you know, great doesn't have any category yeah it's just greatness Experience. you're a prick you're greatness you're a sweet guy you it just has yeah. no category so since you're you're, you're kind of covering right now so to's top five you can put yourself in obviously who's your top five receivers receivers uh including yourself and you can put jerry myself randy i say um larry fitzgerald mm-hmm. oh yeah. that's me yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I was um yeah. man that fifth one's always tough i was I was thinking because your list is actually very similar to mine. It was it was Jerry, it was Jerry, you, Randy, Larry, a motherfucker, boy, Fitz, and Calvin and Megatron. Yeah, you can throw Megatron. him. Yeah, throw him. Megatron, Megatron, Megatron yeah. Calvin Johnson. Yeah, I mean, but like when you think about when I came out, that's how I came up with the my the name of my clothing line mm-hmm. prototype. Because mm-hmm. when I came out of UT Chattanooga, like I said, I wasn't I wasn't looked to be drafted in the first or second round. Mm-hmm. I wasn't one of your top. 20 picks but everybody kept saying okay he's a prototypical type of receiver you know he has the long arms you know rangy uh got a little bit of speed Mm -hmm. um 
that's how they assess, you know, yeah. um, and, and, and really scouting, yeah. you know, me as a receiver. So that's how I came up. I just I get, kept hearing prototypical, prototypical. So I came up with the name Prototype 81 for my clothing mm-hmm. line. And then the other creative part of that is that when you think of prototype, the word prototype means the basis on which something is made or formed. Everybody in this room is a, a prototype of some sort mm-hmm. it's in yes, your DNA. You, you're a prototype, mm-hmm. but you can't, my initial, everybody's are, different. You yeah, is that it? All of us, all these people, we're all fucking different. Of course. So, um, my initials are T.O. You can't spell prototype without T.O. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So the creativity, that's it, dope, it's yeah. in me. If that's even when I played football, when yeah, I came up with fire. the touchdown dances, yeah, we got to talk that about was, that. We got to talk that about that. That was the creativity. <laughs> yeah. But again, Part of the narrative of me being arrogant, selfish, cocky, commentators looked at that as being selfish. Yeah. Me being arrogant, cocky, you know, uh, against my uh, my opponents, yeah. saying that I wasn't a great teammate because I didn't celebrate with my teammate. But look at everything that was I was being vilified for, criticized for, is now being embraced in the league. Yeah. They now have, have a celebration dance. What do you call that guy? Hey, what do you call those guys that sell Ajax and stuff? You're uh, what do they call those guys? That's oh. they all know them for commercial. You're a pitch man, man. Oh yeah, oh. you could sell some shit. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I feel like I can. But I again, know you can. But this is the this is to my point. And I and I know this for a fact because I've had marketing guys. Um, branding guys or what have you that have pitched me for certain brands and I'm not for every brand but obviously times are different now yeah but as you just said I know that I'm marketable I used to do some Gatorade nigga but (laughs) no no but check this out no no but listen I like like how this has come full circle yeah because you're asking me why aren't you doing this xyz because because of the persona the narrative that the media has pushed that I'm arrogant, I'm cocky. Yeah. They feel like I'm not a good pitch person because my image is negative. That's wild. But I say that because I know it for a fact because that's what they've told me why they didn't use okay, me. Can we stop that? Want to know how we stop that right now? How we? No, how? Let's do it. Tell those people who you are. Yeah. They see who I am. I don't need to. I don't have to tell them. Sometimes, like I said, all they need to do is have a 15, 20-minute conversation with an individual. You can't go with perception. Perception, yeah, I get it, but perception is not my reality or their reality. Perception is everybody's reality. It's their perception, right? Yeah, but it's not always reality. So well, the reality is that I'm negative, yeah. I'm, I'm this, I'm that. Yeah, everything, I'm, like all of us, we're all everything. It's like them IG girls. They be, you know, the Instagram all, they, models, be doing, yeah. they be doing all that crazy stuff to themselves. And when you see them in person, it doesn't look like that. It doesn't look that like that. But I, I get it. But I, like I said, God has blessed me. I got, put me I got the name. Okay, the God has blessed oh, me. Know the name. Kit. Kit? Yeah. What does that stand for? It's the girl, man. Kit? No, man, stop playing. You, <laughs> you know that girl. You know, <laughs> I, you know that girl. Wow. I've been thinking about this the whole time. You, you said it. Kit. I thought you were talking about... Uh, Kit, listen. Uh, I know. I wish this white chick Night Rider. Called, I thought you were talking about the car. Night Rider. Kit. I'm seeing that you don't. Night Energy, a uh, Night Industries 2000. He knows who he is. I can see how he's playing the role. No, I'm just yeah, saying, you like, said. Yeah, all right. Hey. He's, he's too smart, you know. No. Sometimes you get you caught said, when you're too smart. You, you said kid. No, I, you, got, you I know thought, what I'm talking about. You said kid. You I know thought, what I'm talking about. I thought Black Hawk. I thought Michael Hasselhoff. He's good. I thought he's Michael Hasselhoff. I thought the the show, the TV show, Night Rider. Oh, man. He's really good. 
But I am. I, I mean, I mean, you keep throwing. I am single. No, no, Kip. Uh, I remember I am seeing single. the girl. <laughs> and I mean, the country boy lunch but that's box. because you see Ooh. me You're talking about loving him and right. all that stuff. Yeah, uh-huh. but, just, but just because you see me with a girl, that doesn't no, mean I'm she's my girlfriend. No, I'm not saying I'm not saying I have girlfriends. I, I have friend girls. You don't have to defend yourself. You're no, no, I'm not defending. No, 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 I'm not defending myself. Defensive? No, 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 I'm not defending myself. Well, it's okay to get some pussy. Just, it's okay. It's okay. That hey, is trust me. That, get pussy. That's that's everybody. Hall of Famers get a lot of poutang. <laughs> no, not For Terrell. Sure. Terrell is choosy, so everybody from the Hall of Fame but Terrell is Terrell, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The pigs. Terrell's a good man. I love you, brother. Love you too, man. Let's talk more about you. Yeah. So, what do you love, man? Yeah. Tell me about your babies. My, I, love, I love my kids. You know, tell the ones that their, their moms allow me to spend time oh, with. Oh, time, time. You brought something in the game that, hey, you got confrontation going on. What's up? No, no confrontation. Well, why you didn't know? they let you hang out with the Look, kids, man? man. Going, going, through, going through a situation where, again, um, not like I said, me personally, like not having a dad in a, in a household, uh, I knew what that was like. And, and you paying money, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. I wish my kids, I can't see my kids. Hey, but man, but they, they get use. Get the fuck out of here. You paying money, sometimes I can't come in. Bro. And, and, and the white people see that I'm paying money too? Are but you crazy? It, then there's some, yeah, there might be some violence. Right, but it, it's, it, it's not so cut and dry. It's not so black and white uh, that way. Um, like I said, everybody's right, so situation. You're giving the money up, and the courts can't say, "Hey, give Mr. Owens the kids. He's paying to take care." Of oh, these but kids. the moms, you know, they're gonna say, "Oh, well, you got to come here. You got to do this. You well, got to do that." Why wouldn't you do that? Let's just go get your baby break out with your with your oh, new girl and your baby. But no, but, oh, but then it's like, oh, well, they have my kids play sports, so then mm-hmm. I can't really go take them and do that. Well, you go there and cheer them on and hang out with them. Oh, I, oh, trust me, I do when I trust me. How old is your si- kids? Talk to me about your kids. No, it's not hard on you talking about this shit, right? No, 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 I'm good. No, no, my kids. So, how old is your kids? My uh, my oldest is 21. Uh, Girl, boy, son. So, okay. Uh, I have a 16 year old girl, 16 year old daughter. My son, my other son. I have three girls, two boys. Uh My son is 14, and my youngest is six. All right. So, what do they do? Do they work? Do they like to play? Well, my son, my oldest son, is trying to play football. Uh, He'll be somewhere this year. Uh, My oldest daughter, she's playing volleyball uh, here in Culver City. And uh, my other daughter, she's sweet. She's 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 gonna be like a the smartest. She might be uh, like a, a Kamala Harris or something. She's awesome. very uh, yeah that, and she's very creative. That she doesn't have the athletic that my gene. kids that my kids are thirteen and fourteen and they read better than I do. Yeah. <laughs> it bothers me sometimes. She's very intelligent. Wow. Thirteen, twelve, reading fucking Shakespeare and stuff that bothers me. Yeah. Wow. So Tariq is twenty one. Yeah, you provided that. You provided that. Huh? You you were able to provide that. Yeah, to but them, the, so they use that to me. All the stuff they learned, but the stuff that they learned in school indicate that's not a good guy. <laughs> And I send them to this school to tell them that I'm a bad guy. Ain't that something? Yeah, that is some shit. Ain't that something? I can't imagine that. A guy like this is not cool. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Well, Daddy, you know you're a megalomaniac. Well, who told you that? Your teacher? Yeah. So so my my, my son, my other son is 14. He's playing tennis. My daughter plays tennis, too. Yeah. And then my my youngest daughter, uh, she's six. She's personality out of the world. She's She's into gymnastics. Very, very smart. All my kids are very intelligent, uh, by the way. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I just, like I said, I try to do what I can while I can. Um, at the same time, trying to, you know, keep those bills, uh, keep those child support payments uh, current and up to date. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's So that's, that's first and foremost. So, 
I can't do a lot that I would like to do. I didn't do much in my marriages. And I used to care of the kids. And so I, right. I'm just one of those guys. That I ain't doing that. I'm just a provider. I'm a, I'm a money maker. I'll take that. Take I don't. Some things I don't know. I don't know how to throw balls and play. You know, to be a teacher, especially. You know, you can right. be a great athlete, but it takes a quality, special person right. to be a teacher. Yeah, right. absolutely. Very okay. special. I mean, and even like that, but you know, becoming a father. I mean. That takes uh, it takes hard, a special it, people oh, no, to be it, that too. You as well. Get that self centeredness out of you. I gotta yeah. forget about who I am and who I'm loving myself and mm-hmm. focus it somewhere else. Because right, right. if I get caught in a little day, I could be thinking about myself in two days, three days, just in a day, you know. Um, but it realize it's all about um, your babies, you know. Yeah, that's what you know. Like I said, every, my kids all they don't even like the way I live my life sometimes. Right. Every situation, like I said, every situation yeah. is is different with. With each kid, each parent. Yeah, everybody's different. Um, so that's what that's. I, I try to navigate and manage. Do you it. have back problems? Uh, not soreness. I mean, not n- no major back no. problem. No. That's I indicate. I, that indicates your back. Something's wrong with your back when you do this to your foot. Really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't I'm just comfortable. That. I mean, I can do like this. Oh, I know, so, I know, so but if you see, that's, but what, it, that's that what that indicates. indicates. I did not know that. Well, I mean, I it's tight, sore. I mean, yeah, I just so. start by working out and stuff. So, yeah, I mean, I'm sure that probably has something to do with it. Kind of going back, I, I want to go back to this because you made a great point. You both made a great point to it. So, mm. you know, now everyone's doing the, the TD celebrations. They're doing all this joint, mm. all this stuff now, you know. I'm just curious. Do you consider yourself, essentially you are, the godfather of touchdown celebrations? And how those come mm. about? I mean, they were dancing in the league before I even got into the league. So you yeah. think about Billy White Shoes Johnson. You think about the Icky Shuffle. Wait, let me tell like, you they were they were doing that stuff prior. They may not have did it as it, often. Yeah. Or they did the same thing every time. Uh-huh. But they when didn't I look as good as you did, yeah, and, well, and you yeah. took it, you took it next level. Like when you went you to, know wait, you no, bro, time to bro, humble you went to the cheerleaders. Holy moly! Ch- I remember this time as a child. I remember seeing this. Oh, he's oh, trying man, to humble went to the cheerleaders. I, I took the pom poms. I hit the popcorn, bro. That I've been trying to fire. tell you guys. That's part of my creativity. Like some of the, some of my. Listen, I didn't remember that until you brought it up. You brought up. I grew up on it. You know what I mean? I grew up seeing that, so I was like, "Yo, that's fire!" Like some of my, some of my. Touchdowns were premeditated. They were planned, mm-hmm. and some were just, you know, just they were moment. spontaneous. Yeah. Um, the one that you mentioned with the pom pom, that was spontaneous. Other than that, like I said, I wouldn't say that I'm a godfather. Sexually orientated. Yeah, but I mean, I'm a, <laughs> the I'm popcorn. A, I would. I'm a trendsetter. I would say. <laughs> I, I would say that I'm a trendsetter uh, <laughs> to a degree. Facts. And then, like you said, you think about, like I said, when I played, <laughs> yeah, I literally I had, you know, some of the the analysts or whatever. They really looked down upon the fact that I was having fun. Ce- celebrating. Yeah, and having fun. Like, yeah, they looked at, at, at that as a negative. So, again, you think about one network saying you about think it. you have something to do with your blackness and your gyration of your uh, pelvis? I'm sure, I, I guarantee you, I'm sure it did. But that wasn't anything for me to get into discussion about. Yeah, of course I'm sure that had something to do it because most of the people that were saying it, they were white commentators. And again, no, I'm a black athlete. No, but you up there throwing the big black no, Alabama that, snake in the television. <laughs> no, 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 I have some worries too if I was no, a no, white guy. Go look, at my, go look at my touchdown no, celebration. None of my touchdown no, celebrations. They were in good taste. They weren't offensive. None whatsoever. I Like I said, I didn't want to. Like I said, my touchdown celebrations. They, I'm they, fucking with you. I know, I know. They didn't, <laughs> they didn't tinker with the integrity of the game, none whatsoever. Did I push the envelope a little bit? Probably so. The probably one that I say I pushed the envelope was when I went from the end zone to the middle to the middle of the field in Dallas. <laughs> oh, Nobody yeah, said yeah. that there was a rule against yeah. it. I did it. It was creative. 
Emmett did it. My favorite probably was yeah, your favorite. You created probably dog. when I, I signed the shot. That was probably like the most creative. Yeah, that, that was I've dope. Done. That was dope. Yeah, I like that one too. So again, for a lot of people that don't know about that touchdown celebration, they thought that I had the sharpie in my sock the entire game. I didn't. I had it. I, I asked uh, one of our uh, equipment guys um, for a sharpie. Yeah. Um, got it, put it in my sock <laughs> right before the next series that I went out on the hey, football field. So it'd be like Mike going, he going around, going around, then he go to the ring, mm-hmm. go to the corner yeah. for your little break, and then you put a sharpie in your sock, and then you go you knock, knock, a, out, knock then, a dude out, and then you take the sharpie glove. out, and then you yeah. sign, sign the glove. You, kiss the, you know what I mean? You sign the glove, you know what I mean? That's <laughs> equivalent to what I did. Hey, well, yeah, listen, that's pretty check it out. I've been here before. Did you ever feel like y'all were bought niggas? Told you, I know I felt that way. I felt owned uh, by people. Playing this game made you feel um, owned. You can't I really live your life. I, I, I don't know if to that degree, but uh, did I did I ever feel that I was discriminated against or being no, no, looked at as check property? Property? Hey, oh, I can't do that. The, 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 um, the organization said I can't do that. I can't hang out with this guy. Mm, I know. Mm. I don't think. No, I've mm. never, never. No, thought that no, no, I never thought about that. I mean, I mean, obviously, with everything, there's kind of like, I mean, it depends on who you want to hang out with too. Like, wasn't like didn't like Gronk get caught hanging out with like some uh, some actress, some like porn, porn star, star? porn no, star. Oh, that was a uh, Jimmy Garoppolo was dating yeah, one too. Yeah, I think. Yeah, they <laughs> should yeah. give them a raid for going out with one. <laughs> <laughs> But again, that could be that could be very detrimental. I mean, to your image, your image, everything. So yeah, yeah, it could tarnish your image, your brand, all of that stuff. You got to be careful. Watch your image; they're trying to bring you down. I would say, I have an image now. Right? Right. No, she probably didn't want she didn't want you to have that assist in your downfall, or. How yeah. they viewed you? For sure. Wow, I ain't had no idea I had image and shit. I just thought, you know, God, you know, I'm God fool for Mike. Just start this shit again, <laughs> if I can humiliate you. Let me bring you up high, if I can drop you again, Mike. For an example. Oh man, Mike, you funny man. Now, that's real talk. I look at my life like that. God's gonna do what He wants with me. He All knows right. I'm a fool and a dumb motherfucker, so He helps me out sometimes. God's always looking out, man. God loves. So, what us. brings you? What brings you back? If you've fallen, yeah. and you know that you're kind of like, you know, you're not supposed to do something, you get yourself in a situation. What brings you back? What brings you back to your center? Like, okay, I need to carry myself this way. I mean, because obviously you've gone through a lot. I mean, I've you know, obviously we know who you are. We know what you've done to even get to where you are now. What was that turning point to be like? Okay, not that you got to walk a straight and narrow. But you got to do something different. You got to do some things no, different. No, it's just that I'm stupid. And I know that I'm stupid. And by knowing that I'm stupid, God has mercy on me. Mm. Mm, okay. Mm. Okay. I, I, yeah, I, I, I feel you on that. I feel you on that. I, I, honestly, I, I felt you on that. It is what it is. That grace, was grace, that was an amazing hey, grace and mercy, man. Grace I'm telling you. Grace amazing, and mercy. That's an amazing answer, Mike. For sure. Yeah. I, I didn't expect it. I didn't know what to, to expect, but yeah. That's part of no, that being yeah, ordained because, and being who you no, are. Because God gives me all this fucking thing. He knows I can't handle this shit. Why he keeps doing this shit to me? But you're able to. Again, you're able to continue to... No, I cannot to, handle this shit. Not to say you can handle it, oh. but you're managing it. You're not really handling it, but you're, you're managing it. And you have people around well, to, help you, yeah, to help you. Yeah, to help you. Yeah, to help you. 
Yeah, and I think that's what we all need. We need to have a team of people, those select people, to kind of guide us. If I'm an idiot, I walk out there butt fucking naked. Why? I don't fucking know. Right. At the show, I don't give a fuck. I know. We've all, I mean, I haven't gotten to that point, but I mean, I've had my moments where you want to do something that you know you shouldn't do. But I think, like I said, for me, it's it's mercy. God has grace, and like I said, I'm I'm very smart, and I have knowledge about myself, and I know the consequences of my actions. And so, again, like I said, you obviously you put God first. And so, like I said, I know that I was put on this earth for a reason. I know in which where my blessings come from, mm-hmm. and I know that. And I, and I have I have I have kids. I have people that truly love me. And so, before I get to that that place, that dark place. I try to take myself to a place of sanity of an understanding. Okay. What are the consequences of my action? Yeah. We've all been there. I mean, I don't know if you've been there, no, but we've yeah, always, we, we, we've been in that situation. Oh yeah. Been in that. Even like I said, even the people that have wronged me, trust me, like, yeah, it has nothing to be, nothing about, uh, about has nothing to do with being arrogant or cocky. But when you feel you've felt wronged and you've been done wrong, and people are flourishing, and there are no really, you don't see that they had any consequences to your action, that can drive you to a place of insanity, to a point that, like, yeah, you want to do something. And so, again, we've all been through and experienced that. Like, yeah, if it's, if it's part of the mental health awareness, then that's what it is. I was that guy a few years ago. Anytime anything was violence, violence, violence. Yeah, trust me. And then I realized that... um Every time they made me mad, they fucking owned me. The motherfuckers don't get me mad no more. Yeah. That's an awesome realization, though. Awesome realization. Oh, I was violent like a motherfucker, man. Mm-hmm. Most of my money went to lawsuits. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's, and again, when you, talk about, Ooh, when you talk about... Don't say something like, you're the greatest, I love you. I might get right. mad. So, again, you alluded to, or you said something earlier about my kids. The laws are so in favor of the moms, the women, that we got to come out of our pockets. We got to pay for their attorneys, our attorneys. Like you said, it's a headache. It's stressful. It's a, it's basically like, yeah, what I is the point? No money. Let me see my fucking kids. I get that. But then that I, goes I, to another Right, but, but that creates another Right, if you don't have no money, that's creating another yeah. problem. That's going to create another That's going to create another problem. So I, I just, I just I like I said, it's I go with, like I said, the situations that I learned with my, and that I've been in with my first kid, the, the moms of my first kid, four kids, my relationship with my, the daughter of my mom, my last kid, night and day. Because, like I said, part like I said, I have to take accountability is communication. I wasn't really in a relationship with him. And that's what happens that I didn't have any relationship or any communication with him, which made those moments stressful and hard right at the exit of my football career. Mm. So my last six years, like I said, with my daughter's mom, night and day. Yeah. It was because of I learned how to communicate. And then, like I said, I had to check my ego a bit and think about my daughter. Like not that word, I didn't think I like about. The word right. we yeah. have to not that I didn't think about my kids because I did think about my kids. I met my financial obligations. But then, like I said, when things started to shift and change and they weren't getting the financial support that they were getting, then which they felt like was going to continue on when I wasn't working, that's when that's when things hit the fan. Mm-hmm. 
So I'm kind of curious because you guys are talking about some great stuff. And so like young athletes now are going to the league, you know, they get a lot of money, boxers, football players, basketball players. Like, what do you like? What do you all have to like? What are the traps kind of, you know, because I've, you know, especially because I got drafted out here in L.A. So, you know, I, I've been lucky enough, you know, with my my parents to like kind of like instill like that foundation kind of yeah. me being frugal and like the traps not to fall into what would you guys tell those athletes that are like making so much money and and and, and being in that spot not to trust don't put the trust in your agent or financial advisors mm. you've worked ho- so hard to get to a point yeah and then you put your trust in them and you don't really like you said you're one of the few few yeah. but if you don't have that financial literacy yeah um if you don't know about stocks and trades and uh yeah, assets and stuff, uh, yeah. liabilities and yeah. all these Trust. things no, but that, they have a they have a they have a, a legal co-fiduciary duty to tell e- you exactly but some would take full advantage of that because you i was no no i was in a situation yeah at the end of that i was in a situation where yeah i had an agent who referred me to a financial advisor that was basically managing probably 80 to 100 of his clients. Mm. I didn't find out till after I had lost my money that he knew that his that the financial advisor that he had uh, referred me or recommended me to, mm-hmm. they, had, they had done some improper things. Ooh. So you talk about well, the Somebody fiduciary. stole a little bit of money from me. Boom, he's in jail. Yeah, but the You got to be on top of him. That's why I said every fighter in this movie should take a percentage and create their own um, dream team, a legal league to protect them, their right. fiduciary duty to make sure they, they don't steal yeah. or take advantage of them. Okay. So that's, that's what I would advise young kids to do. And I think these agents, they take advantage of the kids through the parents. Yeah. And you think about most of black athletes, yeah, the parents. It's single parent yeah, home. Single you don't have don't a mom. Know, they don't know about it. They right. So they're going to get that's through why you the need kids. That's legal lawyers that only job is to look after you. Right, but again, like I said, your and that's and not father. to say, like I said, I'm not here bashing all agents no, no, yeah. or advisors, but <laughs> I want to preface that because, exactly. like I said, somebody see this and they'll, they'll, they'll create a story. Right. Oh, T.O.'s that X, Y, Z. Do you care what somebody says about you? But the, but it's the image. Like yeah. I said, if I'm trying to promote a wine and I'm trying right. to sell you're my right. business, you're right, but you know what I mean? No that, all of that's going to, it's going to affect my business. Yeah. So I do have to care to a degree. Okay, I you get what I'm saying? Now. I'm trying to find out where's the people that work for me. What is my image? Yeah. There's, what is my image? For work for me or work Breaking for you? Third wall. Oh, Breaking the third wall right now. Oh, okay. What am I doing? You know what I mean? This, right. is the, this is the calmest interview I've got. Normally I'm talking about business. You know? and, I'm just, and I'm just saying, what is my image? I'm trying to change now. I'm talking about business. What is this I could do and stay right. right here? Right. Oh, I'm man, shit. I'm never going to get a fucking See. viewer. <laughs> You, they'll give you a that. I'm so sure they'll tease it. They'll probably give yeah. a little, little, yeah, they give a little, little teaser. Little teaser. Little teaser. No, check this Not out. be as Ty. graphic. Yeah. No, Ty, check this out. Once I started cursing and talking about my balls, my they gave me, they, these guys are paying me now. <laughs> <laughs> well, they know what's paying. Right. <laughs> oh, God. But, yeah, to your point, I mean, that, that would be my advice, really, for these young kids, even the parents, more so to the parents. Yeah. Because the agents are going to get, even as college coaches or what have you, even with recruiting, mm-hmm. they go talk to the parents Facts. to get their kids to come so to, to, that's to, what to it their school. That's, that's, that's how I was in my school. That's exactly how I was in my school. That's why the lawyers did. I get it. But there are, right, but there are some slick lawyers, too, and some of these agents, 
they're slick as well. They know the law as well. Especially so, those big time agencies, bro. I know, they listen, tied in. I you give these guys too much credit that they're smarter no, than you. No, no, listen, no. I'm not, I, never no, no school, I didn't. No, I never I said. No, no. I never I, said I, that they were smarter than me. They're basically using their smarts to their advantage. Oh, I want their to their that. advantage. No, no, yeah, for I love sure. Challenging that stuff. But that's what I think. That's what needs to be made clear, and uh, these parents aware. Yeah. We need to make them aware of is that you know when these these agents obviously go to the parents and even to the kids. We're gonna one, we're you, gonna take if you care of half a percent. What you make for those NFL leagues, you'd be a billionaire. Half a percent. No. Half what they make. What you make. To, Make make those people. You have to give you a half a percent, yeah. not one percent, a half. Yeah. So you that's talking some real shit. Yeah. Have the parents really educate themselves, do their due diligence on mm-hmm. the agents. I'm talking about do their do a scrub, like, do a history, yeah, history. Because had I known the things that I knew know about that's uh, true. Drew that's Rosenhaus true. and Rosenhaus Sports, I would have never I would have never signed with yeah, them. Yeah, I heard I heard some stuff. If them, yeah. if I would have known. About my financial advisor that he referred and recommended me, recommended me to, I wouldn't have signed with him. Yeah, agents do that too. Trust wow. me, Dad had a financial advisor, but I didn't have no money when he was still. So he went to jail too for a while. But um, <laughs> I'm saying, like, um, I'm just a strong believer in lawyers. I used to hate lawyers, but I'm a strong believer. Right. There's um, a, there are some good lawyers and some bad lawyers. There's good agents. You don't and bad need agents. no. You don't need no. The only thing you need, you don't need no man. The only thing you need is a trainer and an agent for a fighter. He need a um um. A, a lawyer and a, and a trainer. That's all he needs. Right. If he wants them hang-ons, that's on him. But yeah. all he needs is a trainer and a lawyer. Yeah. And life is simple. You said hang-ons? Hang you on know, people this. like the yeah, hang Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like leeches. Like, like leeches. Oh, no, no, no. What listen. about that? Let's talk about that, too. Uh, listen, Mike, we have to say about that for young players. I love leeches, nigga, because I love to be sucked on and people <laughs> telling me shit. Oh, listen, if I don't got enough leeches, I'm going to jump off the hill, nigga. Wait, I need me some leeches. You're saying female leeches. You're not talking male leeches. You're talking female leeches. No, listen, I'm talking about anybody that has a purpose. Wait, he could be a male leech. He could be, he could hold a drug. This nigga could be the one to get all the girls. This guy oh, okay. could be the one so to make have, sure. Oh, purposes, they have, yeah. Purposes, okay, they have different. This guy make sure yeah, all the bills yeah, are paid. Okay, this guy make sure. Just this. wanted to make sure, make sure I'm clear. Yeah, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, this is what, what I learned. This is what I learned. That's yeah. all. If no one, people don't, people in your life and they don't have a purpose, what the fuck they in your life for? It's real. You know, anybody anybody gets be on the corner. They might do this, do that. But, you know, who's going to suffocate? Who's going to add and make this a better situation? Yeah. Right. Oh, I'm champ and I got money. Now, what are you going to do to make this situation better? I'm a mm-hmm. champ and I got all this money. I got 50 million. Say 50 million. Mm-hmm. And I'm a young guy, 19 years old. Yeah. And what are you going to do to make this, this, this clan better? This shit, the situation I'm in. Young nigga with a bunch of millions. How are you going to make it better? What is your job to make it better? What are you going to do? Yeah. That's my thing. When I'm, when I'm in somewhere and, I'm some, and I see some room and the room is dirty, I can start cleaning the room. Yeah, I want to do whatever I can to make this a better situation. So, you, so essentially, you're telling the young, you're telling the young athletes out there, if you do, if you do have an entourage, make sure they all got a set, they set have to have job. a purpose. Yeah. Because job. listen, they got a job description, a set job. The week, yeah. the week, the week, the week don't learn from the strong to earn their keep. Do you yeah, understand that, young man? The weak don't learn from the strong. Mm-hmm. The weak steal from the strong. Mm. Don't mm. weak learn. Weaks don't learn from the strong. Mm. Why well, have to? Why well, have to? Why well, have, well, have to? learn from when I can steal from him? Oh, I like that. I like that. So, To, continue this. Favorite place? Where do you think is better, Philly or Dallas? Fans wise, fans wise, experience wise. Philly. I, I'm thinking Philly. I'm Ooh. thinking Philly because Philly's kind of lit. They, yeah, no, they, no, no, no. They go hard. Obviously, fans. Yeah. Dallas. I mean, there are more Dallas fans. Yeah. Um, 
but it doesn't make him better. Yeah. But when you talk about passionate fans, yeah. I would definitely have to go with Philly. Yeah. And, and I, I, I liken myself to, to the Philly fans because that's how I grew up, a hard worker. I think about my grandmother, mm-hmm. just, you know, she, she did whatever she, she could to, do, to make yeah. ends meet. The same with my mom. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? My mom was a seamstress. She did a lot, number of things just to, just to keep food on the table. Mm-hmm. In addition to, like I said, my, 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 my grandmother, you know, helping. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, when you talk about Philly, I went to the Super Bowl yeah. um, with, the, with the Eagles. That was by far, like I said, you know, everybody would ask me, like, my, my favorite team. I would have to say in between, you know, uh, Philly and Dallas because I and, – and not not a knock on San Francisco, but uh-huh. I felt like I was utilized to the best That's of my ability at those at those two stops. Andy Reid does an amazing – bro, he does – to this day, he's an amazing coach. There's, it's not a surprise that he got fired from, from Philly – Go over to Kansas City, and within what five years, he's gone to two Super Bowls, Super Bowls. already. So that just shows you obviously Most, the worth and the value of him as a coach yeah. and what he can get out of his players. Yeah, and their so, offense is always. Hey, hey Tom, we're gonna talk about some motherfucking Tom Bradley now, right? McBrady, I mean, oh, yeah, man. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, that's that Super Bowl. That's Super Bowl. Super Bowl, man. Yeah, that's Super Bowl. Oh, that loss. So, yeah, let's come talk about that. Come on, man. I'm up here talking about that. I know, wanted, Tom, we yeah. up here talking about all these other motherfuckers. Come on, Tom, the, the, the mega goat. Yeah, so he's, 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 he's my, he's like the second. Joe Montana is the best to me. He's the greatest. He hasn't won. He hasn't lost any Super Bowls. Shit. It's just like you compare. It's just like MJ and 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 LeBron. But you can't even. For me, it's MJ, Kobe, Kobe. to LeBron. Okay. If you got a guy that has lost no championships, how how, how can, can you, you put somebody above him? Hmm. That's why I have to I have to stick with you and I'm Tom Brady's just my no no he's good yeah shit. he's going to what he got seven. Been to what ten? And still climbing. Ten Super Bowls. Still climbing. Still it's hard. Climbing. I mean, it, you climbing. have a compelling argument, but like I said, when you think about somebody's record that is yeah. unblemished, yeah, I gotta go with the unblemished. Yeah, but you know, um, some people that have been beaten that have surpassed people that's even unbeaten. Yeah, yeah. So, the uh, last few questions. So, you know, I, I'm just curious because you know, growing up and you know, reading stuff and hearing stuff and. All that stuff. I'm just curious. Have you and McNabb ever like mend y'all relationship? We tried. I I tried that. I thought it was McNabb cool. Was a motherfucker too, bro. And then uh, yeah. Play. So I mean, I I, I kind of addressed it. It is what it is. Yeah. I mean, he again, he didn't want to really. Uh, I guess at one point in time, I guess there was so much talk that I came in and I helped. I guess catapult his career or his statistics when I was there and he didn't like the fact that people were saying that I was a contributing factor to mm. that and which for me I know that I couldn't do the things that I did on the football without on the exactly. football field without you him. each other you so each it was other, a complimentary yeah. type yeah, of complimentary thing. thing and yeah. so again what I did in that year span uh again if you look at his stats before I got there during and after obviously there was a common denominator everywhere that I've been I've been on the receiving end, and I've contributed a lot to the offense. Yeah. Speaking of, Andy Reid, that's what I brought to the table. That's the type of athlete that I was. When you, think of, when you talk about you feeling that moment or you know you're the greatest or you know you're good at what you do, that's, what I, that's, what I, that's how I felt. Yeah. And so what I did, you know, I played 21 games. Uh, do you I, feel bitter a little? No, no, no. I played 21 games, and I scored 20 touchdowns Yeah. with Philly. Jeez. So. Again, I went Jeez. to the Super Bowl, but prior to the Super Bowl, Mike, I got hurt. Yeah. And then leading up to the Super Bowl, the injury that I had, they said that I wasn't going to play in the Super Bowl. 
So I had six and a half, seven weeks to get ready. Yeah. I had two screws on the plate, yeah. broke my leg. Yeah. I came back and played. Leading up to the Super Bowl, I didn't play in those two playoff games to get to the Super Bowl. So the question was, yeah. based on what I had done throughout that course of the, the season, was I going to be ready for the, uh, for the Super Bowl? Yeah. Did they need me to play in the Super Bowl? He was very negative in his response, like, oh, we don't need T.O. We've been there before. Mm. So that's where I think the, the friendship started to fracture a bit. Yeah. Um, again, I, didn't, I would have never thought that somebody being in his position, uh, captain of the team, a leader of the team, would have such negative comments. And so that's mm-hmm. where our friendship kind of you know, went well, you sideways. Know somewhere in your life you guys got to shake hands. Uh, we did. I thought that had happened. And then he went on a show and then had some negative things to say and said that I prevented them from going back to the Super Bowl, oh. all these type of things. Yeah. And then I'm like, okay, well, where's all this coming from? When I thought, I, you're right, I thought we had shaken on it, but he brought it back up. So yeah, it is what it man. is. Mike? Well, last thing, last thing. This is the last thing. Well, a lot of people don't know or don't know about football players in general. And, and Mike, I'm pretty sure – that you guys battle through this too as a, as a boxer, as a professional boxer, is injuries. Bro, I remember growing up also yeah. reading about and watching like um, NFL Network, all that stuff. 30 about for 30. 30 for 30, you know, yeah. and we battle through injuries, dog. We play through injuries. Mm-hmm. What was the most gruesome, and, and you just, I think you kind of brushed on it, the most brutal injury that you faced that you had to play through? And you too, um, Mike, I want to hear your... Probably, your, uh, yeah, when I end up, uh, like I said, I tore all the ligaments in my ankle, um, end up having to have surgery. I had two screws in a plate, and then, like I said, I didn't know I had broken my leg mm-hmm. until, like, the next day. So I was right at the threshold of the healing point of six and a half, seven weeks for, for my fibula to heal. And so that was pretty much when I played in the game, um, that, that's what bugged me more so than my actual ankle. But yeah. obviously the two screws in the plate is what held everything in place. But again, I have a high threshold for pain. Yeah, I mean, um, that's how it is. I played throughout a number of injuries. Mm-hmm. Um, when you talk about consistency, um, you think about how soft the game is now. You know, guys can't even play with things. I mean, all, I mean, hamstring pulls. But a lot of that, you know, obviously, like I said, that's part of how they train. Hydration and all this that people drink, they don't understand that that's what factored into factors into some of the soft tissue injuries and stuff like that. But that was probably the worst injury that I had to play through. Um, but I played through a number of injuries. But in order to, again to get at the Hall of Fame level, if there wasn't any consistency yeah. in my place, obviously in my play to actually get on the field and play through some of those injuries, mm-hmm. then I don't think I'd be a Hall of Famer. Yeah. But that was just part of my DNA part of my makeup. Yeah. Like I said, I mean, it's tough, bro. I was a, yeah, I was, a, I was a tough kid. Tough you know, yeah, I was a tough player. And so, like I said, that's what I guess propelled me. Mm-hmm. That's what separates people. That's yeah. separates the good and the great. Yeah. It's something within us that separates us. And some people, some, some athletes, they don't know what that is. Yeah. It's, it's, it's nothing it's so simple. It's just this is God's work. This is God's well, work. Well, that too. But again, that. you have to take advantage of God's work too. You have to take advantage of it. Yes, it's true too. But um, when it's your time, and you know, there's nothing greater and more successful than the person that time has come. There's nothing that can stop that. No, no, you can't stop it, but no. you can enhance it. You know, by taking full advantage of the, the ability that God has given you. There are plenty. How do you uh, do that? There, there are blueprints out there. You are a blueprint for some boxers right now. Yeah. 
They, they, you are walking. Yeah, I, I could be a blueprint for a bus, but I couldn't teach him to do it. Isn't that something? Yeah. Right, but it's got to be something. Yeah, it's got to be in them. So there's a lot of. It's crazy because a lot of greats like it's like Aaron. Like it's so interesting because I play with Aaron Donald, uh-huh. and the shit he does, bro. Like you can't teach that. Like right. the shit he does, like, he just does it. And yeah, he, some people you can't just explain talent. it. It's talented. Yeah, talent. God just blessed him with the ability to be able to. Lift up 300-pound men. Listen, Muhammad Ali does everything wrong in boxing. All the rules in boxing is wrong, <laughs> but, but he's the greatest. But he's the greatest, exactly. Right. So it's like some guys are just gifted. Like, they're just right. gifted. Yeah. But, what, yeah. but, Mike, what about you? What are some of the injuries you that you dealt with? Always my back and my hand. I would do this. I would just get numb up all during training, shoot up all during training, and then, boom, not, just, just fight. Because once I, I'd rather fight hurt but in condition than be... Hurt and out of condition. Not, no, facts. Yeah. No, no, facts. Facts. I hear that. Right. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, I, I fight hurt in condition. That's nothing. But yeah. I wouldn't fight if I'm not hurt out of condition. Yeah, that's amazing. Right. But that's, I mean, that's how, yeah, I mean, that's yeah. I saw greatness in Jerry. I witnessed from just watching, you know, guys around the league, mm-hmm. what it what it took. The 49 away was, you know, just how we practice. We finish. We catch about 15, take it the distance. Yeah. That's how I conditioned myself. So I wanted to I wanted to be just like Jerry at some point. Mm-hmm. But then I realized like I can't be Jerry. Jerry's Jerry. Yeah. But you could take things and apply it to your game. Right. And that's exactly. what I, yeah. And that's what and that's what I did. And so I saw, like I said, I just there was just something in me that didn't want to I had a strong dissatisfaction for being mediocre. I, I experienced that in high school. I was mediocre in high school. What is mediocre? That's the word somebody made up. But what is Medi- it's just being just you're ab- being like average. average. Yeah, you're just like, you're just fitting that's in. Just sca- you're not that's standing just scares out. Me too. Right. That's I'm around insecurity. Aaron, so. Those are insecurities. Being yeah. average. I don't. Well, again, and maybe it is. Right, but again, right. how do you get out of those insecurities? How do you get yourself from being insecure? Yeah. It just doesn't happen. Yeah. It's just, you have to do a lot of things that to to get you in a position right. of out of mediocrity and right. not having. Uh, insecure, insecure I don't know. ways. I've known a lot of great people. I've met a lot of great people, but most of the great people I've met weren't good people. Mm. So I'd rather be a good person than a great person by far, mm. because I saw the bad that great does. Even from my perspective, I'm great. I've done things that I'm not proud of, but um, we have to have that um, perspective of what great is. Mm. Yeah, and, I, and again, yeah. people are going to per- perceive us to be a certain yeah. way. You said you're a good person. Are you? For me, I know I'm a good person. Yeah. I know I got a mean streak in, to, in, in me as well. But I choose who I'm going to be good to. Mm-hmm. I know I'm a good person. I have the license to, to, to know who I'm going to be good to. Mm-hmm. Understand, like I said, people are going to try to come at you sideways, a number of ways, get you out of character. Yeah. And I don't, I'm, I'm one of those guys, I, I try not, I, I, I know if I get mad or if I get, Taken to that. Oh, he lost point. big time. He lost big time. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, yeah. But I, I try not to take myself that people never really seen me in that element, and I try not to get there because I don't know what I may may do. So I try to remain calm and just like I said, understand the bigger picture. Understand that there's always consequences to your action. And like I said, the people picture. that yeah, yeah. What but does that look like to you? Just you know, just providing. You know what I mean? Being able to maximize, monetize who I am. Uh, being able to. Uh, you know, take the the influx of opportunities that the league has for, uh, afforded me, being the Hall of Famer that I am, um, making the most of that. And so I know my worth. Um, I, again, it's just like 
signing autographs. I haven't signed an autograph since I made made the Hall of Fame because I know that there are leeches out there. There are autograph scam guys out there. Yeah. I know what my worth is. They're going to try to get you, lowball you, then upsell, upcharge the items that you sell far more, probably double or triple than what they're giving you. No, you're going to give me my full market value. I'm going to make up for what I didn't get because mm. I know my worth. Mm. So for me, at the end of the day, if you think about Uncle Sam, they're going to take, being in the tax bracket, they're going to take almost half of it anyway. So for me. How do you feel about that? The government taking half of your, your money. Hey, man, that's just the, the world we live in. That's just, just the rules really? and the you laws have, that we have. That's you, just the laws you, we you have to abide to. Do you think that's violation of civil rights? I mean, I'm not well uh, versed in that type yeah. of. Uh, Some people think taxes illegal, illegal extortion. Legal I mean, extortion. It, se- it seems like it. Yeah, when you're in a different tax bracket than somebody else. No, but yeah. those are the laws. I mean, you have to abide by the laws. I mean, there are some things you, you like. I think and you we dislike. should know where our money go. I think we should be very charitable. True, absolutely. We should think half of our money, give it to people less fortunate than us, and but we should know where it's going. I mean, I agree. I mean, there's a lot of people that are disadvantaged in certain situations. Look at the WNBA. They're not making nearly as much money as they feel. I feel like that they should. Yeah. I feel like, to be honest, you look at how much the NBA generates versus the WNBA. Only way that could be, only way that can happen is the men help and contribute but, to them. Exactly. That's the only and, way that can happen. But going True. back to your point of yeah, and what I yeah that too, yeah. and I think too, honestly. To help, to, to find a way to help push the, the WNBA to where it needs to be with such great women athletes that we witnessed, we've witnessed over a number of years. Mm-hmm. I think the fine money, um, this is my, my suggestion, some of the fine money that a lot of these guys are being fine should go. They should fund yeah. no, 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 the no. W, to the Listen, WNBA. Forget that. If you, Everybody gets $50,000 up. And look, look no, how good but I guarantee you, if you think about that, if you tally up all the money, the fine mm-hmm. money, that these players you rack don't, up. You don't find I guarantee them. it makes That's more, not a good word to use, fine them, and we give it to the broad. So now, now we don't like them everything, no more. Now we don't like I'm them. We get you, fine, bro. You get fined for, for accidents, bro. Yeah, they, no, they have to open it in their heart. But I'm curious. I'm curious to know. They have to open it in their heart, give the money to the to the No, yeah, true. Absolutely, because they be giving it away anyway with some of the ridiculous stuff that they be doing. Well, I think some of the guys are jealous, too. Jealous? Why would they be jealous of women? Why, Why would they? Be, well, what, what is a woman to you? Why? What is a woman to you? It's like to my mom, it's my sister, it's my aunt. But how do you how do you level up to them as far as stature? What do you feel about the women? I mean, we equal? a lot of us wouldn't be who we are without the women. But but then you say why? But why would that? Why would the NBA players be jealous of WNBA players? That's because, what, that's my thing. Why would they? They wouldn't have no reason to. Because they know they should have more money. No, if yes, they, they do, I, I don't know. I can't speak. Not, no. I can't speak for them. Why wouldn't they help? These I would. Girls? I would. You, you exactly. Boxer, you come and you, you're gonna get what you were. You're right. Great. No. So I'm gonna look in the camera. NBA guys, all you guys out there, help your sisters, help your fellow yeah, men. Don't be jealous of them because they're scoring, I don't think that. I don't. I don't shit. think that they're. I don't think they're jealous. But yeah, they understand that there's the women have struggled to be on equal you, paying hey, hey, field. Do you know what jealousy is? Describe, describe it. Explain it to me. Jealousy is indescribable. Why does why do one person think this person shouldn't have what he has? You can't even describe it. Why is somebody jealous? We have it naturally. You don't even know the science of it. It's almost like the science of love. It's inconceivable. 
I get it. So yeah. that's my thing for all the NBA yeah. guys. <laughs> hey, you're gonna be you give away money, especially the guys that give money. Draymond Green, yeah, he's, mm. give, he's giving up what? What's he giving? Twenty thousand. Oh. Boy, he give twenty. He's giving up. Te- you know what amount of money that what's he's he giving? Why up? is he giving up money? What's happening? Getting text. What happened? He fouls people or something. They don't like his going off on the refs. Inappropriate. Well, things. some of these referees need to have thick skin. True, but that yeah. has nothing to do with what I'm trying to get yeah. these guys to do. Yeah, help your sister. These are your sisters. This is the WNBA. You're nah, the sister have, to the yeah. to, to the NBA. But then people look at this as competition. No, they shouldn't be. It, it should they be. Shouldn't. It shouldn't be though. They it shouldn't. shouldn't be. But I've be. always said that. I haven't said it publicly Just like until now. Fighting, fighting. But, I mean, women I'm talking get about money. about it. I, I've always said like the, w, the the NBA should somehow find a way to help fund. The WNBA, mm-hmm. till it gets to the point, then they can just yeah. do it on their the own. The whole objective is for for um, entertainers, myself, you, to be our own boss. Why are we gonna be slave for? Why can't we be slave for ourselves? You I know, don't, I don't know. I mean, that's what this so, is all so about. So is the NFL softer, yo? Oh, for that man, is the NFL, I gotta get this question. Oh, is the NFL softer? A- honestly, a- be a- brutally a- honest. It's softer. A- absolutely. I don't think I, I don't think it's fair either. If you can't graze the leg of a or go at the leg of a quarterback, then what makes that. you think it's it's not what what makes you How? think it's appropriate for a defensive back to go shoot at a guy's knee? Thank you. I, I'm glad There's, someone said he's an offensive player. I just don't understand how you expect someone to disengage from a block, a three hundred another three hundred and twenty pound man, maybe getting double teamed, get through, and then somehow not try to hit him. Even not try in, to, even not try in to the, hit him right. low. It's not because y'all, but even in the motion of what y'all do, trying to get at the quarterback, just say you're making a swim move, and you just so happen grazed the helmet of him. That's a foul. Well, and a fine. And a fine. And a fine. That's you crazy. can't just freeze frame and well, then move your illegal hands to avoid the, to avoid the quarterback. Yeah. Like well, listen, again, football has a bad name with the again, concussion game. Our, yeah. Everybody yeah. else's health, every position's health is just as valuable as a quarterback. I understand the dynamic of yeah, you got to have your leader, you got to have your faces of the NFL. Yeah. So you basically trying to tell me my face doesn't it matter, matter yeah. my no, body doesn't political. matter. It's just political. They don't have any conversation with the medical. I get it. I get it. But at the end of the day, like I said, the game is softer because of some of the rules that have been. You guys don't feel like it's just one big plantation that two people own. <laughs> Yeah. We, gotta go. we got that's a whole double, that's a whole another conversation. Hey, I'm gonna have to come hey, back on the show, man. I'm hey, gonna have to come back on the show. On. Hey, we just want to thank you, T.O. Oh man, it was so beautiful. This is awesome, man. We really appreciate you taking your time and really coming out here. Mike, thank you for allowing me to co-host with you today. Hey, listen, brother, you're always welcome. It's really appreciate brilliant, that. Brilliant show. Brilliant show. Yes, sir. This is Hot Boxing. Hot boxing. Mike Tyson, T.O. and Sebastian Joseph Day, Nose Tackle for the LA Rams. You know the vibes. We out of here. Love.